0: 1947, the last time the Bears had the first pick in the draft. That was 75 years ago. And I don't know how old you are. I do know how old I am. I just turned 48 this past Christmas. Happy birthday to me. Uh, This is uh, epic, is it not? There's a lot of people that said that, you know, they don't care uh, whether or not we had the first pick. There's a lot of, you know, fans that have different perspectives on all fronts of where this team ended up at at where we're at now. But we have the first pick. And by the way, I've seen a lot of Twitter uh, handles saying that, you know, it's time to erect the Lovey Smith statue around Hallis Hall or the new, I should say the new field when they build it in Arlington Heights, right? Because it's kind of serendipitous that um, the word is. Lovey knew he was being fired, and therefore, he was going to just give it all he had to win that game. Was it to help us out? doesn't matter. In the end, it happened in a crazy manner. What, fourth and 20, they get a touchdown and go for a two-point conversion, the Texans and they end up winning the game, and here the Bears sit with the first pick in the draft for the first time in 75 years. There's some people that are upset about that. There's some people that are fucking elated about that. Kitty, let's kick this shit off and find out who is.
1: Bears Country. Where is it? It's in your man cave. Your home. Your car. Your local bar. Your city. It's across the world. It's in your heart, and it's here. The Bears Country Podcast.
0: Bears Country Podcast is here, and this is the final night of Bears Country Podcast being broadcast from the Barroom Network. For anyone that doesn't know, Bears Country Podcast, we started off as a fledgling podcast, and Mr. Aldo Gandia, the pod father himself, brought us on to the Barroom Network for our Monday night show. We were doing that before we were brought on to the Barroom. And so this is our 18th show on the Barham Network, and it has been an absolutely amazing experience, and I want to thank everyone who has been a part of this, everyone who has supported Bears Country Podcast, everyone who has supported the Bowroom Network. And for those that do not know, Bears Country Podcast is its own channel, and it has now become Bears Country Productions. And within that spectrum, there's – videos of every plays of all 22s there's some additional podcast content we're going to be doing a lot more additional stuff on there ourselves on bear's country productions so tonight this is the final broadcast from the Barroom network and it's also a prelude into tomorrow night where the Dan and Eldo bear their souls show is now bear their souls and that's going to include Nomad and myself, as well as Dan and Aldo and Mr. Tooch. So stay tuned for that tomorrow night, because we're going to have a blast kicking that off. We're going to kick some fucking ass on the Barum Network on Tuesday nights. And uh, just for, the, for this final thing for tonight is, this is the last show of Bears Country Podcast on Monday nights on the Barum Network. We're going to have a blast. We're going to kick this shit off. We have Cliff Victoria back, because... Cliff was the, one of the first hosts, co-hosts on this show, on Bears Country Podcast, on the Barham Network. And so I wanted to honor Cliff by bringing him back on tonight. He has some excellent shit to say about the position that we're in on this with the number one pick in the draft and kind of what other teams have done in the past, where the, where the Bears can go with that. And there's some exciting shit to think about, you know, for a long time here coming forward. So, guys, uh, I'm long-winded. I'll shut the fuck up. I'm going to give the table to you, Nomad. How you doing, buddy?
2: Man, it's a it's such a bittersweet moment because you just think about it. Just a few months ago, we were, you know, in everybody's chats and just talking and talking about, you know, this and that. Next thing you know, you're doing a show. Next thing you know, I'm on the show with you. People like it. They gravitate towards it. And boom. And then we kind of fall apart a little bit. I go away from the show. You get Dan, you get Cliff. You guys keep the show going. And then I come back to the show. And then all of a sudden, here we are getting a full-time spot on the barroom doing a well-established show that already was not messed up to begin with. They're just adding a couple of pieces of flavor to it. And before, I mean, and, and how thankful I am for how things have played out in our favor. I just appreciated how it it came to us. And more than that, I appreciate you guys, man. I know I get into a few little spats and I talk a little shit, but you guys have no idea how much love I have in my heart for you guys because it wouldn't work unless you guys were here. So I really appreciate you guys more than you know.
0: I mean, seriously, everyone here – everyone in the chat room, everyone that's part of the bottom network. It's, this has been an amazing family that we've been a part of. And uh, it's like you said, it's kind of uh, humbling to the, I can't believe that we're going to be on tomorrow night on bear their souls with Dan and Eldo and, and tooch and it's going to be the show moving forward. I I'm so excited to see what's going to come of that because there is gonna be so much creativity and, and so much humor that's gonna come from that show. But I think that we're going to uh, definitely be able to up that a notch a little bit and kind of take a little pressure off them, right? think about
2: that. Just think about that for a second. This is, this is a well-established show they've been doing for three years with no problems. They do a very good job and those two feed off of each other well. They thought enough of our personalities to accept us in as a part of their thing. And to even change the name of it, to I guess to help us assimilate with the whole situation. I'm just so grateful, man. I just and I just want everybody to come over there. It's going to be a little bit different. I know you guys are used to this Dan and Aldo, but it's going to be a little bit different. But I think in a good way. I think in time, you guys are going to really like it. And uh,
0: I know there's I know there's been a lot of people that have kind of come out and said, you know, oh, should I unsubscribe to Bears Country Podcast now? And you're welcome to do that if, if that's all you were doing it for. I mean, but there's other content on there that you might like. And there's also people that were saying, you know, uh, Who said that? this is going to suck. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember their names, but there were other people were saying this is going to suck with, with without Dan and Aldo it was with more than just Dan and Aldo. I love just Dan and Aldo, but we're going to make that show a lot of fun. And listen, guys, Aldo is getting... He's, uh, he's getting up there. He wants to he wants to put it put more time into the production of the show and a little bit less time into having to actually uh, appear on it. And I understand that as of having done 18 shows of Bears Country Podcast on the barum. I know it's a lot of work. And so all of us collaborating together is going to make an amazing show, I think, moving forward that we're all going to have a lot of fun with, including the fans in chat. Of the show,
2: you guys, you guys just tune in. I promise you, we will not let you down.
0: I promise you. I promise you, we will not. So, no man. That being said, should we bring Cliff in here and start talking about this fucking season that we just had?
2: Why not? I'm hearing, I'm looking in the chat. Kitty saying Chris wants to jump in. Chris Watts. Let's fucking bring Chris in. Send him a link. Might as well get Dan Aguirre. Call that motherfucker.
3: <laughs> let's get everybody. everybody. You, you guys, are gonna be, you guys are going to, you guys are going to be doing five people on the show uh, on uh, Bear your souls tomorrow. Let's do it. Come on,
2: everybody. Wrestling.
0: Well, talking time and shit. Might as well put Kitty to the test on our last show, right? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kitty. Hey. Send, send, I'll send him the link. I I know. Thank wait, you. wait, wait, wait. I don't have his fucking email address.
2: I think I think we better do. We better let cliff get his party in first because that's going to be a
0: little bit difficult absolutely first off cliff thank you so much for coming on man you were you know you've been a part of the bar room with the with you've been in chat forever you were on the first bears country podcast on this channel or on, on the Barum network i should say and you know it, it's we we kind of took a break because it was getting to be a lot with the cliff notes and all that shit, and you you had to focus on your career and stuff it's awesome to have you back for the final, like the the prelude episode of BCP. And just thank you so much for joining us, man. So how are you feeling, buddy?
3: Well, I, I want to say thank you to you guys, you know, for having me on the show. Uh, people in chat know I've been there a long time. Uh, I enjoy talking with everybody in chat. I think I know a little bit about the Bears and what's happening. So I've been happy to be on the show and give my perspective on some things. You know, Cliff Notes worked out well. It got to be a little lengthy. Uh And especially with Nomad coming in, there's just so many minutes in this show. So I'm happy to be back for this final Monday night uh, BCP episode, and I look forward to seeing what the future is going to bring. I think we're going to have good things coming on uh, both BCP and Barroom with you guys going there now.
0: Yeah, I agree because uh, Cliff's going to be – so You know, Bears Country Podcast is now Bears Country Productions with many different things, as I said films, videos, and uh, some podcasts. So we're going to have Cliff on for some of those as well. So if you guys love what Cliff has to say, he'll be on for some of those as well. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Set your notifications if you enjoy that content that we have on that channel. I did just send the invite to Chris Watts, so let's see if he he hops in with us.
3: Yeah, definitely. Let's get Chris in here.
0: So guys, we have the number one pick in the draft now. I mean, this is something that Sports Illustrated predicted in the beginning of the season. And Nomad, we talked about this in real time as they said it. We were like, what the fuck are they talking about? And ironically, I'm going to pull it up right here, that actually they were entirely correct that, oh, I, don't, I fucking lost it. I, I pulled up the different thing. They actually had... Sports Illustrated had the Bears at 3 and 14 with the first pick in the draft. And we, how pissed off were we about that, Nomad, in the beginning, right? Here we are. They were fucking oh, I, right. I was, that
1: sucks. I was
2: downright hostile, man.
0: Pissed I was, off. I was, a, I was a hostile motherfucker
2: about that because yeah, for a whole lot of different reasons. And quite frankly, and I'm and I'm not I'm not patting myself on the back, but I did create the title to this show which is the stars are aligned a lot of things had to line up for us to be in this position yes. and some of what you're talking about being that you know losing yeah. those close games and i mean the, com- the team is competitive as fuck. but you lose those close games for whatever reason whether it's a vellus fumble or whatever reason you might uh, come up with but somehow some way we landed on the quarterback of the future the right record, and then what happened with Indianapolis and Lovey and Lovey just jizzed all over uh, Cal McNair's head, just jizzed on that motherfucker. He just said, fuck you, motherfucker, I know what you about to do. Take this with <laughs> you, take that home with you, cook with it, do whatever you want to do with it, but here, take it. But everything had to line up for in, in order for us to be here. And if you are, if you are a historian of, of just, If you know history of of the Bears, we never get fucking breaks, man. Never get the good breaks, but everything broke our way this year. Everything. And it's the perfect timing for it all. It's about to get fucking good, and I'm happy about
3: it. Yesterday was a very good day to be a Bears fan. The stars were aligned in our favor. You know, first the Bears, we knew they were going to lose the game. They're sitting Justin, they're sitting other players. We knew the way that one's going to go. But I don't think anybody really felt that uh, Houston was going to win the game, uh, even though Indy needed a a loss. You know, they need a quarterback too. So Lovey giving a big FU to the entire Houston organization. I, I chuckled when I saw that. And then to add to it, sorry, Don Burr but your Lions got knocked out with uh, Seattle's win. So they (laughs) another bit of joy. And then the Lions come back after getting knocked out, and they beat the MF and Green Bay Packers to knock them out of the playoffs. And did you see uh, Aaron Rodgers, when he's after the game, he's walking out of the stadium, he's looking around, he's taking it all in like this is it for him. So we're going to have to see what happens with that. I
2: saw, I saw Randall Cobb squeeze his ass.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm serious. Listen, we got Chris Watts in the house.
3: All right. Let's see Chris.
0: Hey, mother. All right, guys. <laughs> guys. Okay. We have to understand there's a delay here with Chris. So give him here a second here. Chris, how you doing, man? It's your,
4: you got I'm the doing show, fucking go. great, mate. I'm doing absolutely great, fellas. It's so fucking good to speak to all of you, man. It's great to see Cliff again and Nomad, the man of mystery, the man with no face, and obviously <laughs> you, Dan, the fucking great guy. So, uh yeah, I just couldn't sleep, man. I couldn't sleep at all. So I just, I just. Re- <laughs> hey there, Chris. I'm great
3: to see you. Cutie
4: for, uh, daniel will uh, let me
2: to, and to i don't chris, know what's happening to my up phone <laughs> Turn it up. Reset his thing and come back in
0: hey chris Re- chris That's reset about that man. reset your internet and hop back in can you, can
4: you not chris? hear me
0: it's really slow no it's a, there's a major Major delay. Can you reset your internet and and hop out and hop back in?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I'll do that for you fellas. No worries.
3: Restart the computer and then hit the link again. It worked for me. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Restart. Yeah, he's also 5,000 fucking miles
0: away. But, you know, we all love Chris Watts. I set up a, a GoFundMe account for him to try to get him to the United States to go to Soldier Field to see a game, so um, we'll we'll be actually playing that in a little bit. So it's great to see that Cliff or uh, Chris wants to jump in with us tonight, uh, just to be a part of the, the farewell Bears Country podcast show on the Barroom Network. So we'll get we'll get his, his internet reset and bring him back in. So uh, Cliff, what are you thinking with this pick, man? Like what trade keep? I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of Bears fans that think, trade Justin Fields and sign another quarterback. It's fucking ridiculous. But I I guess to make the argument for any one of those people that think that, like, just what do you think about this
3: uh, as far as trading or keeping? The first thing I'm going to do if I'm Poles and Cunningham is start getting on the phone and start listening to offers. There are half a dozen teams in the top nine that can use a quarterback. So how many of those half dozen are going to offer us uh, picks, players? Let's see if we can get a bidding war going and make it so that we have to trade down because we're offered so much for it. That's my first choice. Second choice, you know, all right. Distant third is taking another quarterback. Then you get your QB controversy. I think Justin Fields would have been the number one pick in the draft this year. So, I, I have no interest in that. And the other one option, if you don't get any trades that are worthwhile, you go ahead and you take your pick. You take Will Anderson, you take Jalen Carter, or whoever your uh, scoring has put up there as, as your top guy. But trading down, that's definitely the way to go. Nomad?
2: Is that is that Lynn I see in there?
0: Yeah, it's a Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Boo. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Lynn, I love Lynn. What's happening, boo? My people to talk bears to, talk no, with.
4: there's Chris. I'll back That's
2: again. Lynn. That's a lot. Better. All right, you're
0: much better, Chris. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I, we're going with, what we're going happened
1: with
0: there. It's okay. No worries. We're going with Nomad on trade trading the pick or keeping the pick and/or trading Justin Fields and trick uh, drafting quarterback, Nomads next. You're next, Chris. Go ahead, Nomad. So I
2: heard. I, I heard this word a long time ago, and and I guess you can use this in relation to what I'm about to say. It's called tomfoolery. All that bullshit about trade, Justin Fields. Man, what what the fuck planet you live on? What what are you thinking about? I don't I don't even entertain that. I, anybody that even brings it up in the chat and says something to me about it. I don't even listen to that bullshit. Anyway, moving on, there's no fucking way in the world. But there is a little caveat to um, the whole QB situation as far as the trade market goes and the first-round pick. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks on the move. Like, th- that shit in uh, Tampa, it's going to go to the shitter. You see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's out of there. So those two, number one, you got Derek Carr out there. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo gets moved and maybe they actually, you know, stick with Trey Lance because they got so much invested in him unless they can get some of that draft capital back. And you even got some around out there would probably build a team around Ryan Tannehill again. But you have those guys floating out there and you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are probably going towards a rebuild. I can name them if you want to, but that's going to add a whole lot to this whole picture about the trade market, about the, uh, you know, the draft pick market—who wants to get where—all that stuff is going to add to the soup. So, it's going to be interesting. It's
4: not going to be quite as simple as people think it is.
0: You're up next, Chris.
4: Uh, I think uh, people talking about trading uh, Justin Fields must be smoking crack or summit. They must be on summit because it's the most ludicrous thing I've heard in a long time. You know, we finally got a quarterback with some talent, and you know, and you know, he's proved his shooting. Even though he's still got a lot to work on, like you know, regarding his short to middle passing game. But to say that we're going to trade him is—it's just ridiculous. I mean, we're going to have so many changes to the squad in the next twelve months that we need some what's stable to sort of. Center around all these new players. What we're going to get? So uh, I think I, th- I don't know where that's come from. It's just absolutely nonsense, uh, really. And I, I think really we'll we'll trade down by our picks anyway because we've got so many holes to to fill up. But, uh you know we need as many pins We need to use as much of that ch- uh, cap money as possible to get the uh, the squad going. Because uh, I must admit, watching that game yesterday, I was absolutely embarrassed to be a Bears fan. All them coaches. That, that war, tanking at its most obvious, I didn't believe in tanking until yesterday, but that were absolutely tanking, and then, them coaches and the GM should hang their heads in shame, I know we all want the number one traffic, and I know it's important, but for fucks, it's like you're conning out, conning the base fans, I mean, Dan and Aldo went to that game, they must have spent a fortune going there, and it was like watching a bad preseason game. I were absolutely livid. So that's why I had to come on today because it's just been burning me all day. That like has.
0: I, I believe it. You know, and I, I'm only playing devil's advocate because I don't believe in what I'm saying here, but I, I'm, I'm only posing the question to start the conversation of the people out there that believe that we should start over again and trade this pick. Uh, or, or trade Justin Fields, I should say, to regain draft capital from that because of the naysayers out there that believe that he is not a passing quarterback, that he's only a running quarterback, that he's not going to be able to develop properly into a passing quarterback. And I'm going to go around the horn. I'll go to you next, Cliff. Do you believe that he has the ability to transpire into a passing quarterback? I'll go from you to that Back to Chris.
3: All right, I I look at Lamar and the way he started his career. His first year or two, he's a running quarterback. He couldn't throw to hit the broadside of a barn. Now, he's still not the best passer in the league, but he's a lot better than he was. And if Lamar can do it, Justin can do it. I watched Justin's press conference uh, after the game. He was not happy to be sitting on the sideline. He wanted to play. He wanted to get that uh, record for rushing he's a winner. He's a player. He cares about the game with so many mental features and with his physical attributes, I don't see anybody else besides Justin leading our team into the the next winning generation.
2: Number one, I told, I told, I told people this at the very beginning of the season that it was going to be it was going to be up and down for a second year quarterback with a second offensive coordinator with a bunch of new pieces around them that aren't top shelf receivers. Number one, you got a line that's that's got shotgun holes in it at times and and really couldn't hold up in pass protection. You know, and this, this is me explaining, not trying to make excuses for Justin Fields. He does need to get better in his quick game, his mechanics in the quick game and, kind of throwing guys open he does but all of that being said there was a lot of reasons why you would understand why you would understand why a quarterback can get apprehensive behind that offensive line couldn't you isn't that reasonable reasonable you can understand why he failed to release a ball when the receivers were in tight coverage given the situation this this is all Stuff that you would expect for a second-year quarterback in a sec in the first year in a, in a uh, West Coast offense, which is heavy. I keep telling people that over and over again, but you can't stop people from jumping to conclusions. What I've seen overall is a is a guy that I know that wants it, and that's the main thing. That motherfucker wants it. Anybody that doubts that hadn't been watching or paying paying close attention. That motherfucker wants it, and he's gonna fix whatever it is that he needs to fix, and that dude is just going to ascend and get better and better and better. So all that nonsense, I, it just, man, kick rocks with that bullshit about us not having the right quarterback. Man, get the fuck
4: out of here. Chris? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with what you fellas have been saying, really. I mean, when you were in Ohio, It want, want to run first quarterback at all. You know, you want, you want to pass first quarterback. And you just got to think, it ain't just Justin Fields, you got to think if it. it's all a combination of poor offensive line play and also the receivers he's had to throw to. I mean, we haven't really got a true number one. I don't think Moody's a number one receiver, personally. I think he'd be a, a good number two and maybe in the slot. So you got to think, well, they haven't got receivers, really, to to, to start off with. But I, I just think he's one of these people who wants to, wants to improve all the time. And I think a lot of people think, once players go from college to the NFL, then that, that's it. Players can still improve. They're still going to get coached. And I, I believe that Justin Fields is going to work his ass off in the offseason uh, with whoever we bring in in wide receivers. And I think he's going to improve.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this by saying that um, I think that Justin Fields has improved – tremendously over the uh, course of time that he's been playing in the NFL. I think that the fact that he has learned a brand new offense three out of the last four years or something uh, uh, kind of shows the, um, the mental skill that he has. He's a smart kid. I think if you give him that offense two years in a row, he's going to do nothing but ascend in it. I will say, you know, he, had, he has had a great season as far as um, getting better in the passing game, getting better as a pocket quarterback, getting better as he wasn't a running quarterback. He, he relied on his his instincts to just take off and start running with the ball because he realized that's what he did best on the field. But then over the course of the season, he got better and better progressively in the passing game, better and better as a pocket passer. But I think that the one thing if I had to make any critique about, and, I, and listen, I have been jerking off Justin Fields from the beginning of the season, but we all have to take you know, everything with a grain of salt, we, and we have to put everything into perspective, and we have to say, okay, he's not perfect, right? Everyone can even critique anything that Walter Payton did. You know, they, they could pick out a bad play or a fumble or – something he did wrong in that moment. It's so you can't just like, if you're going to watch the highlights of someone on YouTube to find out they're a good player, go and watch the lowlights, go watch a game, not just the highlights. Is my, it's kind of my point, right? So if I had to critique Justin Fields, I just wish he had a quick, a quicker release, meaning that he got the ball out of his hand quicker, no matter what fashion that is. If it's, if it's timing and rhythm in the passing, or if it's just the release of the ball of his hand, I just want to see a little quicker release. That's that's the one thing that I look for in quarterbacks is the quick release because that develops over time. No matter what happens with the quarterback, if you have the quick release, you're going to be able to develop your quarterbacking skills around that per se. So I just wish he, if my if I had to make one critique, just get that get get the wrist the wrist down. Just get the flick of the wrist down. Get that ball out of your hand quicker with the wrist, not the arm, the wrist. The flick, not the arm, the flick. Let me and tell I, you think something. I, I think that's going to come in time.
2: Let me let me tell you something, man. Any team with a setup that Justin Fields had in the offense, in, a, in the situation that he had, that could average 30 points against some good-ass fucking defenses, there is something good going on there. I promise you that. All the mechanical stuff, the technical stuff, clean that stuff up. It takes time. Nobody, nobody is perfect overnight. He'll get there. But it, that's, it takes
1: if that's, time.
2: If that's the if that's the only hiccup that people have with Justin right. Fields, is is his uh mechanics in the quick game and the short passing game and all that kind of stuff. I
0: take that every day damn week, twice on Sunday, motherfucker. Give me that. Easily, easily workable. Aaron Rodgers had a real high he held the ball real high coming out of college he didn't have that same release that he has now aaron Rodgers has like such a quick release that didn't happen in the beginning it took time to develop that we've already seen justin fields developing that over this the course of this past couple of years it's getting better that's why i don't have any lost confidence that it's not going to happen i'm just saying that's the one if i had to fucking critique anything it would be that because you can't just you know suck dick all the time you got to find something to, to to you know find a flaw in the game that he could work on because if you're not doing that you're not a real fan you're just sucking dick all the time
2: right How about this How about this low low side versus the upside How what's the uh, difference Shorty What's the difference between the the, the very high side and the low
0: hold side on, Hold on a second I got Barely saying Go back Go back Kitty Quick quick release I Barely Dude I have I, I trust me I've been I've been making all 22 videos I, ha- I I have, and that's why I'm saying this. The release has gotten better, but I'm just listen. I'm not I'm not shitting on him, barely. You know, I'm just saying. If I had to pick one thing to say get better at, work on that. That's all.
2: Well, Go ahead, let's man. not Sorry. let's not turn it all into a, this whole thing into we'll get lost in the weeds talking about credit criticism of Justin and what he needs. And we'll get that shit will carry on for a day. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of good things to look forward to. I mean, put that in a, put that to the side, put it in a file cabinet. We know that. There's a lot of good shit to look forward to. His upside is, his ceiling is way higher than all the shit we complaining mm-hmm. about, man. So, to me, that's where it's at.
3: Right. Justin improved this year. I He's probably- going to improve next year. Next year, they're going to have better players. They're going to be in the second year of the offense with half the team. And the other half that come in are generally going to be better players. So he's going to have more time in the pocket. The coaches are going to be more relaxed because it's their second year. Uh, oh, speaking of that, do you guys see that? Two teams are going to interview Ian Cunningham for uh, uh, GM job. I think it's no uh, Titans, no, Titans right. and Cardinals. Wow. Wow,
2: good to, for him, man. That was, You had to know that was coming. I mean, the guy, I mean – he probably shouldn't be an assistant GM. The, to me, the perfect scenario would be for him to uh, ascend to the GM spot and put Ryan Ryan Poles as the uh, manager of football operations or president of football operations or something and keep him, you know, because I think they're a really good uh, duo together as far as they put their heads together. and I just like what they have right now, but we'll see what happens. But that would be my move if I had a say in it.
0: The position is open, right? Right. Chris, stop looking like a statue. What do you think mm-hmm. about what? It's your time to talk, buddy. About, that about what? You got. What kind you got? What?
4: Eh, hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just going for that sort of like you know, caveman look at the moment because it's really cold over here, and you know, you know when you step out, you just think. I just can't be our shaving today, or it's too fucking cold. So I'm trying to fucking insulate myself because nobody can afford to pay the electricity over in this country. We're all screwed at the moment in the UK for money. So I'm trying to do like natural insulation. <laughs> but regarding like like fields and that, you can't tell me that any of the quarterbacks that are in the draft are better than Justin Fields. Well, you know, if they come out of the draft, if the base pits, the so-called top QBs. A QB, then he's not going to be straight away better than Justin Fields. And I don't think the QBs in this draft are particularly that great anyway. I don't think there's like, you know, standing names or anything what sort of like gets you massively excited apart from uh, the kid from Kentucky. I do like him, go AC. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, regarding the back office, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's just how it goes in this business, isn't it, really? If you're if you sure that you do well, you're going to get pushed by another team. And if it, if it's a step up the ladder for the guy, then, you know, you can't knock it. It would be a shame, but it is a bit of a shame because, obviously, this offseason season being so important and they've got so many of these big decisions to make with the draft and the big cap space. Then it's just a bit of a bad timing for us as per usual. But, no, I mean, that, that's my thoughts on it, really. I mean, I'm just, I'm just sort of like, okay, I don't know why. It's just sort of, it's just, you know, I, I wanted us to get the first draft, but how they did it were absolutely disgusting, I thought, on the pitch yesterday. How them coaches, that Pittman played, and then as soon as, they, uh, down the run about this uh, on one of their shows last night, Dan and Alder, you know, as soon as I found out that uh, Houston were, uh, yeah, Houston were winning. They took off they took off Peterman and put in that, that kid called Boyle wherever it wherever yeah. the fuck he's come from. And uh, mm-hmm. it was so obvious what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so obvious what they were doing. And I think that's you know, I think that was quite disrespectful to us fans and especially people who have actually gone to the gone to the ground to watch the game and spent the money. You know, you're expecting to at least see a team try. I mean, it was it was like watching like the third preseason game or something. It were absolutely dreadful. So uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to simmer down a bit, man, because I just think you know that like that I know I know I know we want that pick, but man, that would have such a such a fucking embarrassing way to do it yesterday. I thought
0: that kind of leads me into a like a little thing I wanted to do here, but Kenny, let's go ahead and run. The, listen, we started fund GoFundMe for this fucker right here, Kenny. Run that shit. Let's get this fucking greasy blonde-haired fucking Doors fan to Soldier Field to see the Bears, guys. Come on, let's do it. I'll put the link in the in the description for the GoFundMe for this guy over here. I'm no, not have that because that that's actually Cliff. So I'm gonna that's gonna
1: have to be that way. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm <laughs> going a, to the
0: game. It's always the wrong direction for that fucker right Come there. Come on, Cliff. <laughs> Let's get Chris watched. Come on. A $5
3: yeah. donation, anything helps. We're trying to get him here next year for a Bears game. Yeah. Let's do it, guys. Come on. Hey, hey, Let's Chris, if you go to the uh, same game I'm planning on going to next year, I'll buy you some beers, definitely.
0: Hold on a second. Barely Simo. I would have that as well.
3: This is not a shit
0: take on field, Simo. This is a simple – all I was trying to say – listen. People – people t- – take things completely out of perspective. All I was saying was, I was trying to play the devil's advocate for people that think that way. I don't. Just so you know, Barely Smell, I do not feel this way about Justin Fields. None of us here do. I'm simply trying to put the narrative out there for the people in chat here that do have that feeling because somebody has to, we can't all just be, there has to be some opposite thinking and I'm not opposite thinking I'm just putting it out there for the people who think differently that's all I love Justin Fields I want him to be the Bears quarterback for the next fucking 20 years everyone else here does just so everyone knows that but to sit here and say he's you know perfect would be like it'd be it'd be foolish so it's 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 I, I, there has to be some constructive just,
4: criticism I, I, to anyone on the team. Well, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let me. I mean, I'll, I'll just quickly Let's... say something. Barely to a, to a fellow Englishman, stop being so fucking anal and see the bigger picture, mate. You know what I mean? So that's all I'm going to say. Fuck you, man. To grow up, grow up and stop being so anal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> From one Brit to another.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean?
3: Isn't is is right. there a Nothing word no in uh, from Britain on a guy like that? What would that word be? A wanker,
4: tosser, wanker, knobhead.
0: <laughs> Don't be a wanker, Berlissimo. Yeah, I'm just forever. kidding. I, I love what forever, you do. I love what you do. I'm kidding too, Berlissimo. You know yeah, I love you yeah, yeah, too. I'm.
4: All, I, I, I just, I just I, to I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding at all. Fuck you, man. I'm not kidding at all, man. Stop <laughs> being anal. And stop! And stop <laughs> pissing Dad off as well, man. You know what I mean? you piss Dad off, I know where you live. I'll bring the boys <laughs> down, and we'll sort it out face to face, motherfucker. No, man, you come down with me as well because you sound like a really hard bastard. So me and you will go down and show him what's what.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Don't mess with an ordinary.
1: Oh, <laughs>
3: Oh I'm I'm picturing the Kingsman uh, oh. bar scene from the movie. He locks the door and turns around.
2: No Kitty, violence, man. No violence, fucking, man.
0: Chris is the host now, Kitty. Just give him a little. Sorry, sorry,
4: sorry, Dan. Sorry, mate. I'm sorry, belly smur. I'm only half joking. I'm only half serious, but I'm not. I am absolutely serious. You know what I mean, but no, sorry, sorry to uh sorry to take up so much time, Dan. Sorry, mate.
1: I, I
2: ain't fucking with Chris, boy. I know, I know not to fuck with him now, boy. I ain't fucking with him at all.
4: Hey, don't <laughs> let the log air. Don't let the log air fool you, man. You know what I mean? Come and do it, right then. You're on, mate. You're on. I'll find out where you live, motherfucker. And I'll come down with boys from the north and we'll kick your head in. Oh,
1: oh my god.
2: Woo. Did an episode of Peaky uh, Blinders just happen right there? Uh, what the fuck just
0: happened? Looks uh, like I was just watching Snatch or something. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, sorry, Dad. Sorry, oh uh,
0: Please do not be sorry. It was fucking hilarious. That was
4: good. That was, that
2: was, that was epic right there.
1: Hey, man, I'm that sorry. was I'm from I'm the so,
2: heart, I'm sorry, man. man. We we're we, we we right trying to... We ain't, trying to, we ain't trying to start no shit, man. It's, it was just a little bit uh, of a
4: Fuck you, no, man. I am. What are you on about? I am. I'm starting <laughs> off. there. I want a, I want a bit of a rumble, man. I'm listen, in mood. Listen. No, I'm only joking, <laughs> Barry Samo.
0: I'm going to moderate this. I'm only joking with. Really, Samo. I got to send Chris,
2: one of my big girls, to calm him down a little bit or something. I Apparently, got
1: you and him I'm... are not friends, really,
3: Samo. Nothing to do with you now.
4: <laughs> get, get me some big booty. I want the big booty, no, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> guys, in, guys in the chat thanks for watching the Jerry Springer show they're on BCP
4: oh. right I'm off oh, <laughs>
3: like,
2: that only happens on the bar room man Golly. I've
3: never
4: seen this out of you Chris that's Woo. fucking hilarious Mate, if, anybody or, if anybody has to go at anybody I like or classes a friend that's it the foot. Oh, across a line with me and that's it once across that line brother that's it man you know what I mean it's from that's fucking somewhere for fuck's sake
0: go fund me for you buddy that's fire
4: yeah cheers man
0: hey I have a trivia Fuck question alright come on calm down guys calm down guys calm down guys hey, hey shorty Billy shorty calm hey. down Chris calm down
4: listen more see what you look like mate you got no chance anyway that, <laughs> that's it for me I'm not saying no more on that subject dickhead it's,
0: you're a feisty little fucker aren't you Chris <laughs> alright hey, I I have hey today, shorty mate. I don't know what's up with me today Oh God! What what
3: cliff? All right, you've got that uh, trivia calendar. So I came up with a trivia question for you and the other guys. Would okay. you like to change? Would you like to change the topic now? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> for, as, as much as his
0: fucking phone or his computer or something.
3: Okay. All right, I'm going to try to stump all of you with this one. As we know by now, the last time the Bears had the first pick in the draft was 1947. Can you guys name who that pick was? Oh, hell no, God! Jack I knew Stunberg. I knew you wouldn't be able to. Fuck you!
1: Right there,
0: right there. Here, here, you here, I'll give
3: you, you I'll it. give you, a, I'll, give you a I'll give you a clue! I'll give you a clue! It was the blonde bomber. Oh fuck! Who's the blonde? Oh fuck! I still can't get it. Go ahead. All right, the guy's name is Bob Fenimore. Uh, he was a half. Bob Fenimore. He was a halfback. He played everything. He played offense. He played defense. He had interceptions. He was on the Bears. Leo Feckers says, "I know it's a running back." One, of course, it was. One season. <laughs> He was on one season, then he was gone out of football. Last last number one pick the Bears had. One year.
2: Don't nobody don't nobody alive know that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm older. I'm older than you guys. I was almost alive.
4: (laughs) Well, you 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 went well, Cliff.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: Yes, I'm 80. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Lynn got your back. He said he only played one year.
2: <laughs> Lynn, Lynn said, "Lynn said you guys are, are obsessed with butt, aren't you? You got damn right, man. You got damn right. I need some people. <laughs> yeah, what?
0: What man isn't obsessed with ass? <laughs> now here to, to finish this off. Every time song, my wife over, I'm like, hey, baby.
2: <laughs> Definitely. We, we can't even fucking help it.
3: But to finish this off, all right, the Bears in uh, nineteen after that draft pick, they went eight and four, and then the year after that, they went ten and two.
0: Okay, so what are you saying? There's, there, I'm saying matter? that's our
3: future. <laughs> you know, a winning winning season next year, playoffs the year after that. Oh, okay, hey, good. And good, hey, good. you
2: know what? To put a bone on this old Justin Field shit. All you have to do is close your eyes and answer one question. And if you come away with anything other than yes, something's fucking wrong with you. All you have to do is close your eyes and say, is Justin Fields a bad motherfucker or no?
3: He's a dog. Exactly. He's a bad motherfucker. Case
2: dismissed. Next.
3: Bad motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker.
0: He
2: is a bad motherfucker.
0: If only barely have stuck around to hear us say that. How many
2: times? How many times <laughs> in your life have you been able to say that about a Bears quarterback? Ever?
3: Once. Back to Mac, back to McMahon.
4: Jim G- G- McMahon.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, he was a bad motherfucker. I, so
0: I I regret saying that. Yeah, you but Jim like, G- McMahon. Man. He was a bad motherfucker. At one point, I really liked. So, sorry, though,
4: no, I didn't want to scare you at all. You know, I'm down now. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs>
0: Chris, that was fucking epic. I got to tell you, that was absolutely yeah. fucking epic. Uh, cheers to you, mate.
2: <laughs> I don't even... He, J2K is saying... Point. Right. Any, that anybody, so thought... I don't know what okay. his point
1: was.
0: I don't know what his point was. Hold on. So what was his point? His point that he thought I was yeah. shitting on Justin Fields, and then Chris was just trying to... Chris, like... Came out of like a bulldog out of the fucking darkness, trying to fucking back me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: my- man, my friend. <laughs> it was. Yeah, awesome.
4: I, I I like other people are well, like doing. You know what I mean? It's what he's one of these people. I, I he knows it already. Done.
0: froze up. Who's, who's scared of you? Other than <laughs> That, that was a good one, though. He said, "Who's scared of you other than the neighborhood children?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know,
2: just to, just to. Flip All right, don't spirit.
0: start. No, we starting it. this again. No, moving on. Moving on.
2: Uh, just to flip the script, man. I don't. I don't believe, and I tell, and I told people this before, and I said it somewhere in a the chat. There's, I'm, I'm a very instinctual person. I trust my instincts because my instincts have saved my life. Whenever I've ignored my instincts. I almost died or got into some really unfortunate situation where I re- wished I had to listen to him. But since then I 100% trust my instincts and my spidey senses haven't tingled this much since we tried that, that Devin Hester uh, draft. I knew that they were building something good then this is the same feeling I'm having right now. It doesn't come often. I'm telling you guys right now we got the right infrastructure we have the right coach. We have the right GM and the quarterback. All the, the entire operation is set up now to be. We're going to go up, man. I'm trying to tell you guys. You can be as skeptical as you want to be. You can be pessimistic. You can be all that. But I'm telling you guys right now, my instincts don't fucking lie to me. I'm telling you, we're on our way.
0: How many times have you been jealous of that team that was in this position right now? That had Too many times like, to come. They got their quarterback, and they have the first pick in the draft. I wish I was that team. You know, that's us right now. That does, that's that's the first time it's happened in our entire life. So fucking bring it on, baby. We're
2: blessed this, this beyond our be means, most, man, and we don't even know it.
0: It's going to be the most epic, fun, off season for all of us. And we're all going to just rock it out, having so much fun talking about all this shit. Every one of us. Bellissimo, fucking uh, Swifty, the Barum Network, Bears Country Productions, everyone, fucking uh, unbearable sports. Lynn, Lynn Hayden's gonna have a fucking blast talking about this team next year. Everyone, every one of us, we're gonna just blow up next in this. Whatever your time frame is, Lynn what starts the, in the, when, the the when the offseason. What are you
2: talking about in there? No bad one. It feels gone after the Washington game when Carson Wentz beat us. What is that, huh? that? Some that's your take at satire, motherfucker. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, where did that come from? man wasn't even on this show then. Were you saying that in Twitter?
2: Well, I don't know what he's he's trying to be funny, I guess. I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe. But,
4: it better not get oh, me going man. again. It better not get me going again. <laughs> Stephen, don't get <laughs> me going, bro. <brother>. Stephen, <laughs> don't I'm get him man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm backing up.
2: Hey man, I can't I can't protect yeah, y'all from Chris for that. I can't protect y'all from Chris that much longer. Shut the fuck up in the chat now. I don't want him. I don't want him. Yeah, out of fucking y'all up for no reason. I am
4: like a little like ankle like a, biter. Yeah, look, ankle like a biter.
0: Chris like a, an ankle biter meme. <laughs> somebody,
2: somebody,
1: <Yeah>. somebody <laughs> just
2: asked me. Somebody just asked me. No man, what gives you? What is that? Get that gives you confidence more because of field or po- feels or poles. Both.
0: I'm gonna take a look while you answer this question.
2: No, i be I, I just I just you can just my instincts tell me everything I need to know. And I I watch I watch not like your average fan watches. Your average Bears fan, they get get all wrapped up into the hoorah and the hoopla of, of the games and all listen, I watch the fine, finite details of how they put the shit together. I watch how they make the sausage. That's why I'm so confident in in Poles and Iberflus. I know they have the right people there. I played in the very system that Iberflus is laying down in Chicago. I know what it takes to get that system up and running and get it really effective so that you can start winning games. They don't have all the pieces to it. That's why it looks so shoddy. And so far as Poles go, Poles is, is basically, I love the marriage that he has with Iberflus. Everybody thinks polls is just making these uh moves unilaterally. No, every good GM and coach relationship is engineered by the coach. The coach is asking for this, these certain things, and the and the and the GM is going out there and buying the groceries because in the end, the coach has to cook the meal. And he's letting them know what he needs. And, and Ryan Pose is just going out there and answering the bill. So, yes, I have nothing but the utmost confidence in those two guys, and I know we're on the right track.
3: I think we're on the same page there. Uh, I, I listened to you no, man, I... and oh, Okay, go ahead, Chris.
4: Go ahead. No, no, you, you finish your point, Cliff,
3: please. Okay. Uh, on the same page because I feel the same way. I mean, I've watched the Bears play since I was – eight years old something like that so over 50 years i've seen a lot of the bad i saw the good in 85 and i've got that same feeling that we're heading for something special now the stars are aligning as the show says with the money the first pick uh in waivers we have the first waiver pick as well when we get into the new season so that's going to be important what do you think chris
4: I mean my my thoughts about Eberflus has sort of changed over this last sort of month uh, I mean I was really high on the guy, but I just think if I were a player who's played for him this year, I'd be pissed off of him I especially after yesterday's game, you know he's got this hits principle, you know, and you know he's saying all this, but then he's the sort of corner game where we're we're tanking, so is he like a bit too fierce? I don't know, but I mean it's an upgrade from Nagy, and I can't really. Feel like I you give me a fair sort of uh, comment until, until like next season, until, until you know, until after this off season, where you know we see what we have got as a squad. But I don't know this last sort of month or so, I've I've, I've got a little bit down on the guy really. But it's like you say, Cliff. Though it's uh, how things are lining up with the draft and the cap money and all that. Then you know, hopefully, you know, it's going to be out. Time and he just come over to me, I sort of him up. I think you no, know, it's, it's, it seems to me like he's been told by you know after after when they started when they lost the Cowboys that was me sort of showing a bit of a change in the in the approach to how the coach the game and how the how they call the game especially an offense. And that by the Cowboys and just went right, we go good attack mode. And I I don't know, I mean if if I were a player, I'd be a little bit pissed off for the guy. To be honest with you. You
2: know, I I think I understand what I understand exactly where Chris is going. I understand what I've seen. I've seen that what Chris is saying. I've seen that many a times in in chats. I even heard Aldo Mm -hmm. and Dan talk about it last night on their live show. And you got to It's a tough spot if you're a head coach and you've been laying these Mm -hmm. the standard down for the whole season and the foundation for what you want your team to be at the end of the day is you got we have to remember this is a business and the, 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 you you would think and i know for a fact the players understand the situation he's given and they know it's a business and sometimes decisions have to be made that you know everybody around you won't be so in in agreement with and you have to make them in it's hard shit you have hard decisions that you have to make i understand it from a fan's perspective like you know, everybody feels cheated. People that bought tickets to the game and all that, you know, players that wanted to go out there and perform and put some good stuff on tape because they know they're going to be free. I understand it all, but there are hard decisions, decisions that have to be made. And you as a coach, you have to be, you have to walk in conviction and know that you're making the best decision, not for just right this second, but for later on down the line. I think that's the hard, position that Flus found itself in, in this last game.
0: Kitty, can you pull up that uh, – the last chat from JTK? Yeah, that yeah we'll I start? could hear a lot about JTK says, uh, why? Tearing down is easy. Building it back up is the hard part, and polls hasn't done any of that yet. I understand why there's comp- why there's confidence in polls. In my opinion, he's be- he's to be determined. Can, can I, I-
2: – Oh, go, yeah, ahead, go ahead. I'm on. I'm just I-
0: – I'll let you go. I'm just going to say that this guy came in here with, what, five picks and turned it into, what, 11 or 12 or something. And if you don't think he's going to do that with the first pick in this draft and he's going to turn that into, like, 12 or 18 picks, I mean, that's the one thing that I think that we have gained confidence in is, confidence in is that Poles is exactly the opposite of Pace. Not only is he black because Pace was white, but he's fucking a trader-downer as to where Pose was a trader-upper. And he's he's a completely different fucking GM than this guy. He has actual football experience. He was an offensive lineman in the NFL. What was Pace, a, a fucking marathon runner? I think he played in, the, in in college a little bit, but he never like made it to the NFL. And, you know, Pace never demonstrated the ability to... Build a team through the draft. As much as he, he tried to say he was going to do it. He never drafted quarterbacks. never traded down to get more picks. He always traded up. He was gave away the future. Polls, in the in the in the short amount of time that we've seen him has demonstrated that he's willing to do whatever it, to do the things that other teams have made myself envious of. To go fuck. I wish the Bears would have done like something like that. Like when Pace first came in, mm-hmm. I said trade. I thought you know, trade Forte, trade so-and-so, trade so-and-so, see what you can get for him and, and and get more picks to build through the draft. But Pace never did that. He always traded up. And now we have in one seasons of experience with polls. I'm confident that moving forward, he's going to turn whatever we have now into a gold mine of draft picks.
2: Let me say this, man. And, and J2K to you personally, man, I don't, I don't want you to ever think I, I because i disagree with you and some of the stuff that you say i don't ever want you to think and take it personal like as if i don't like you i don't know you but i definitely do not it's not that what i would have to say to that is i've watched you i've watched people like jordan Silvera and guys that had these preconceived notions of what the bears should do from the second that guy got in the building and it didn't quite fall out the way that these two guys believe that Ryan Poles should have went. And since then, it's been an onslaught, oh, so constant, just critical, critical, critical of Ryan Poles and all this stuff. And it's just like, man, what is? What do you mean? What has he proven? Have you given him a chance yet? He just got here. This was his route to go about reestablishing what the Bears should prioritize on the season. No, he didn't go out and do a whole hell of a lot in free agency and load up Justin Fields with weapons and do all the stuff that you think he should have done. However, in your professional, unprofessional opinion versus his, a professional who's looking at a a spreadsheet of five to seven years down the road with accountants and all that kind of stuff that professional GMs do. Our opinion is pretty much nothing. I would say back off for a minute. Give the guy some time and some space to do what he had, what he came to do. Instead of being so goddamn critical all the time, back off, man.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Some of I the agree. things
3: that some of the things that Polls did this year that we all saw—he was willing to dump top-name big players to to fix the salary cap situation. I was amazed that in one year we went from being at the top of the cap to having the most money in the NFL. And then look at the players that he took in the draft. You know, his first two picks, definitely serviceable, possibly future Pro Bowl defensive players. Vellis was looking better towards the end of the season. Maybe there's a chance he comes around. You go to free agency, he picks up Sanborn in free agency. He got Jalen Jones. So he has done things this year with what he had to work with. And he has made the future a lot better. To be honest, guys, I thought,
0: Going into Khalil Mack's final year of the pace regime, I thought that pace should have traded him then to try to get even more draft capital that he could mm. have gotten, you know, that polls could have gotten because we hadn't seen what we expected out of Mack at that point. His best game was his first game, and it, it never really transpired to the player that we traded for at that point. And I was, like I said, an advocate for. Uh, the, the final year of paces regime to trade him. they would have gotten more for him then that would have been a lot better but I'm glad that this regime the polls regime has realized that draft capital yeah. is what matters the most and they've been kind of treating it like the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s where they're just like sell off what we can what we can sell off at at high right and I think that's kind of what has some of the people the fans ah. of the team worried about. Is that he's going to sell off Justin Fields while he's high, right? Before he, you know, while he can get the top dollar for him, if if he thinks he's a bust, and then he can move on to drafting a quarterback in this draft or whatever. And I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, I'm saying that's why I think some of the fans have that narrative. But Chris Mm. uh, Foster Foster covers that. He's he's a he's a yeah he's. You know, he's a huge barroom guy. He's been to the barroom events. He, he wants you to say hi to his sister, Linda, because she loves your accent. So say hi, Linda.
4: Hi, Linda. How are you doing?
0: There you go, Foster Covers, just for you, buddy. And for Foster Linda. Foster Covers. Is, and, and I, I love Linda.
4: Foster Covers as well. He's an awesome guy.
2: And, yeah. and, and really quickly, to, to uh, J-Rock. No, he hasn't really proven anything yet he just got here all i'm saying is i'm willing to give him space and time to do it and all i'm doing is asking you all as as fans just like i am i'm just the same as you give him time give him some space man and and you know i don't feel the need to be extra critical towards the guy right now even if he makes a move that i don't necessarily agree with i don't know what's in his head i don't know how he sees the future with his five to seven year budget, with his account, I just don't know. I can I can have my opinion, mm-hmm. or I can just back off and see where he's going with it. And I choose right. to back off and see.
0: Hundred
4: percent. I mean, I mean got to give the guy that is is got. Hey, Dad, got to give it to the guy that's definitely got balls. I mean, you know, to, to sort of come in in your first year and get rid of them, you know, big name players like he has done. I mean, that, that, that's the difference between him and Pace. Pace. Pace won't like that in his personality at all. And Paul's in this way. He's just gone, looked at it with no emotion, looked at the bank sheet and the sport. We need to do this. It's going to be a shit year. But, you know, year two, three, four, like Nomad said, then, you know, we're going to get our stock rising again. And, it, I mean, it has been miserable. I mean, it's been hard doing doing the shows, you know what I mean, like, you know, when, I, when I've been doing a tailgate show, every week we're talking about the same thing and it's sort of like, you know, it, it has been very, very straight but I'm, I'm exactly like, like nobody says, I, mean, I just keep thinking, I'm just a fella this year, I've got a gym next year and the year after and see where he takes us.
0: Yeah, there's been such an explosion of quarterbacks in the league over the last, you know, five seasons that have just blown up in the first year or two that have taken the league by storm, and everyone expects that to happen now. And there used to be a time where the quarterback was developed underneath the current starting quarterback, you know, i.e. Aaron Rodgers, uh, i.e. even Brett Favre. You know, you look at Tom Brady. Uh uh, fucking Patrick Mahomes. They sat a year behind the quarterbacks or, or more, that were that were preceded them.
3: So yeah, three years for Rodgers.
0: We had a we had a mm-hmm. false narrative quarterback who or a, co- a head coach who was, you know, didn't know what the fuck he was doing and put him in there in the wrong situations, almost to fail, right? And then now we're starting over again in his second year. I think that the, the the jump that we've seen from game one of his career until game, you know the last game that we saw is a, a marked difference. And the fact that he probably could have played this past week and wanted to play, I think says a lot about him. That's the kind of guy that we want as our quarterback. He has the moxie. He has the, the drive. He has the, the guts yet. He, he, he's willing to play through injury. That's the guy we want. Anyone who's looking to, you know, again, going back to the barely thinking I'm shitting on him. I'm not, I'm just, the narrative of other people is I'm trying to just put that out there because there are people that have that voice. I'm just trying to give them that voice. Don't agree with it. And I'm trying I, to find the reasons to, to say why I don't. All I know is we got we have way too
2: much shit to look forward to to be catfighting with each other about different opinions and 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 I don't man it's it's really for me, it's really I'm so optimistic and so positive in the way I think as far as this team goes. I probably fall in the category of, oh, man, you you're a little too optimistic. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that because I do believe in what these guys are doing. I, I think what I'm singing is exactly what I was hoping to see. I, I watched it closely and I do my homework and I stand on something when I speak. Um, I just believe in what they're doing from the GM all the way down to the foundation they've laid with the players. I just know there's no need for us to be – we don't always have to agree with everything all the time, but constantly sniping and taking shots just because the moves that you want to be made aren't being made, the decisions that you want to be made aren't being made, that is just flat-out unfair, man, and that's kind of where my energy is when I'm talking to certain things.
0: Right. Right understandably
3: cuz all opinionated then at that point
0: right
3: i think everyone's
0: allowed lot. to have their own opinions
3: there's a lot more going on behind the scenes uh watching what the players and the coaches say and watching what they don't say you could i know that in their private meetings they all knew they were tanking they all knew that the future is where it's at and how hard is it to have a microphone shoved in your face and have to say, to to skirt around the truth, and that's what they had this past like four six weeks. So I'm looking for if you watched Eberflus's most recent press conference and you watched Justin's, they're finally starting to say things that are actually true now, after that's... having to after having to prevaricate yeah. for uh, over a month. So it, it makes me happy, and it also makes me happy that in private. They know what's going on, and they're not fooled themselves.
0: Uh, Kenny, mm-hmm. can you bring up the bellissimo question? Uh, short, He said, Shorty, who do you want? Um, it's up. Uh, where is it? Uh, here it is. I got it. Shorty, do, do you want Shorty? I'm, I'm a big boy. I know what I know. Wait, do you want Shorty? I'm a big Never mind. I thought he was what, asking me. what
3: but, you want. Do what you want.
0: Oh, do what you want, Shorty. I'm a big boy. I know what I know.
2: Press I thought I read that incorrectly.
0: No, I read that incorrectly. I thought he was asking Don't me a bet. question. I'm sorry.
2: Let, let me let me offer an apology to J2K. You're right, J2K. I should not lump you in a category mm-hmm. with somebody I do have a problem with. And I, I do apologize to you for that. That was unfair, man. I, I apologize.
3: Hey, I I agree with Chat. I disagree with Chat, and we all still stay friends. You know, we all love
1: the Bears. Yeah, cool.
3: Vernon
0: Roseman jumps in the chat. Don't ever think you are too optimistic. You'll lose focus. Thank you, Vernon. Vernon's, Vernon's the, the yeah, let's gentleman. Let's talk to the check. check. I love who it. I I love work it. With the, yeah, me too. Vernon is the gentleman that I worked with the Bears. I worked for the Bears with when we were doing the uh, the press pass in the, in the media. We worked for the media room. It was amazing. So, uh Vernon joined us on a podcast about what it was like to work for the Bears. That was a great time. He's going to join us a little bit more coming in the future on Bears Country Production because he has some good insider Bears info because he used to work for the Bears a lot more than I did. So uh, he's thank you for joining us, Vernon. Um, this is a great show tonight, guys. I mean, this is uh, the chat's blown up. Everyone's got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> we, we saw we saw <laughs> a Chris Spots. Explosion, it's been awesome. Hey, love us or haters, we're gonna bring it
2: real 100% every fucking time.
5: Well, I mean, so I mean his like...
4: last comment, his, his last comment completely illustrating my point. That's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say about it, you know. <laughs> what I mean, but we're all Bears fans, we're all Bears fans, and but listen, I'm already only, I'm only taking a piss, mate, you know what I mean. But uh, we're all Bears fans, and you know it's just, I think it's just because it's been a a frustrating season, really, you know what I mean? And uh, I feel like all the frustration I'm venting it tonight. Maybe I need to uh, smoke a big fat joint at some point and maybe chill <laughs> myself down. But uh, nah, listen, listen, if i am upset you, mate, I apologize. Um, it was just in
0: jest. You are think- not upsetting me at all, my friend.
3: I think of it like What's sitting that? on a couch, it, I, I think of it like <laughs> sitting on a couch with my buddies. You know, yeah. I mean, are you always overly polite with your friends around you? No, you're like, you're a moron. You don't know what Daddy. you're talking about. And, and you know, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean you don't like your buddy. It just means that you at the moment think he's a moron and doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, chat exactly. is, yeah. the
2: chat is all confused. They over there, Chris got mad and then nobody understand what the hell he was talking about. But they understood the cuss word. Cliff <laughs> over there looking like Mr. Miyagi and shit.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> all and, and uh Lynn Hayden says the Bears win the Super Bowl in Vegas in twenty twenty four, baby. If the Bears go to the Super Bowl in twenty twenty four and we are going to Vegas, we're gonna hook up with fucking Lynn Hayden and go stay out there and oh, hang yeah. out with the for the Super Bowl. I know that much. She's she's so much fucking fun. We, we love stay- you, Lynn. Oh, she's all house.
2: Can we stay at your House, Lynn?
0: Hi Lid <laughs> So Lynn, I'm just gonna come out and tell you so uh, Nomad wanted to do a little bit with you where like you had your like you were in a bubble bath with your toe sticking out of the out of the top of the bubbles and you had a and you had a you you were smoking a blunt <laughs> You're like,
2: <laughs> you're not supposed to tell him what happened in the green room, Mom, but What are you doing? And then, and
0: then, you were and then, no was like, "Hey, how you doing, baby? <laughs> <laughs> said, you bet, baby. What are you doing, man? That's that's cutting room four, shit. You tell me you ain't supposed hey, to tell man, him that shit. I tried to get that shit. I tried to arrange that, but she's a busy woman, so yeah, it was that, hard to get her on the line for to get uh, her on the on the show to do that. So let's just fucking. This is the last show. We're just we're letting it all hang out, baby. She, she's clutching
2: her pearls right now. She's like, "Hey, excuse me, man. I'm a I'm a lady. I don't play
1: that <laughs> shit." Oh, Linda. Lynn Lynn, you know how much I love you. If, if,
0: if listen, listen, Lynn. If you go smoke a big ass joint or a blunt, if you want to join us, you are welcome to. I'll give you the link. I know you won't. You won't jump in, but just to let you know, you're welcome to. <laughs> Cause she, I love her, man. She's the best. Come all, Lynn.
2: <laughs> hey. You guys, y'all get ready. We just, this is day one of the offseason for us. Good Lord, there's going to be a lot of movement going on. It's going to be a lot of shit going on. And it's going to be times where I'm going to be tempted to call him, Mr. Shorty, and say, hey, man, we need to do a quick one. Cause I, I just, I just know how crazy this offseason is going to be. And I'm at home, I'm doing a lot of homework, I'm studying guys round the clock, pretty much, it feels like. And I know Aldo's gonna come pull something right out of his asshole and say, "Hey, Nomad, short. Let's let's do a show. I want to be ready for whatever comes my way as far as this barroom thing goes. Because we're blessed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I just I just do my shit. I'm not a paid scout. None of us are, but I know my shit when I talk. And so that I'm just getting ready and be, getting prepared for what's coming our way. Hey, about you always.
4: No, but you always do sound like you know what you're on about, mate.
2: <laughs> I try to be, man. I try. I, I'm, I work at it.
3: <laughs> but between free agency, waivers, and the draft, we're going to have a lot to talk about and dissect. I, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. Because if, if Poles and Cunningham and the Bears do it right, you know, we're going to have a winning team next year, or at the very least, a lot better than – the team we had now. So I, I cannot wait for this off season. So uh we can analyze like Nomad's saying he you know he analyzes, he knows the stuff. So let let's see it over the next few months.
2: Won't be nothing born about this shit.
0: Lynn, we love you so much too and I'm so glad you're high and watching us. <laughs> And you're watching the bad college playoff game that I'm also watching right now as we speak. (laughs) Uh, In fact, I wanted to wrap this up to watch the rest of this, but it might not be worth watching. I don't know.
4: (laughs) What's the score? What's the score, Dan?
3: Uh, They're at a commercial now. I don't know. 38 to 7 in the chat, Stephen. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wow. 38 to 7?
4: Really? To To Georgia, I take it.
3: Yeah, I did want to watch. I did want to watch some of that game too. Thirty-eight to seven—that's brutal. Can I, let me ask yeah. somebody
4: in the
2: chat. Anybody that's watching the game, how is Kendra Miller, the running back? Is he playing, and how's he doing?
0: I'm sure somebody's got an answer there. Has been paying some attention to this.
2: I know. I know he had a bum ankle going into the game. I don't know if
0: he even played or not. Let's go. I'm going to ask a dumb question. What team does he play for?
2: Oh, TCU. He's. it. He's the best running back in the draft. Hey, hey, guys, you want to see the best running back in the draft? I just told you. Kendra
0: Miller. I'm right there with you, Chris. I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to college football. Yeah, and I am. Once the season's over, then I pay attention. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> hey, yeah, Homer, bet- Homer cuts Homer has a question for us after this topic.
0: Yeah, the Bears coaches get to coach one of the senior bowls?
2: The
4: Yeah, yes. they They'll do it.
2: It's, it's my understanding that they just turned down one of the invites, whether it be the Senior Bowl, Shrine, or whatever. So they turned down an offer to, to coach one of those games. And right. Some people are speculating because they, they're going to fire some coaches. I don't know how true that is, but that's the speculation.
3: Yeah, because normally it's the bottom two teams in the league that get the opportunity to mm. coach. I think it is the Shrine game. Yeah. Yeah, it's the
0: East-West Shrine game, yeah. But what coaches would they have to fire for them to turn that down? Like the well, position coach, they're gonna turn that down over a position coach fire. I mean,
2: you if you if or you're gonna if you're gonna go into a, a situation and invite and go and coach a whole freaking game, a whole team, you need to have your coaching staff intact, right? If they feel like it's not gonna be intact, why would you accept that?
4: Would it would you it you know. the whole would it be the whole ahead, coaching Chris. staff? So, sorry, Cliff. Would it be the whole coaching staff anyway? Would it be the whole you know the the position coaches and the coordinators? Would it be the whole you coaching staff which would have gone anyway? I believe so. Right, right, dude. I, I, yeah, I
2: don't was... know for sure, but uh, I, I do believe that's right.
0: Yeah,
4: that makes sense, man.
0: Well, that's kind of like uh, leads me into another question I want to ask each one of you guys. If you could fire the coaching, no. Let me let me just start that over again. If you could hire Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton tomorrow, I should actually take Sean Payton out of it because the Saints have said that's going to require a first round pick, so that's not not going to happen. But would you fire this coaching staff for Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio tomorrow? I know. Let me answer this for you, and uh,
2: hopefully, I speak for everybody. Fuck no. Fuck no, <laughs> neither one of those motherfuckers. No, what, what I mean, what have they done to warrant finding an entire staff that is building a great
0: foundation with a bunch of young guys? Fuck no, hell no. Well, well, Jim Harbaugh brought the Niners to a Super Bowl, a net, what a championship, and then the Super Bowl, and what a couple of years. He took uh, Michigan all the way to almost to the national championship in how many years? Man, bad.
2: No, no fucking And he's an
0: expert. Hey, I'm Har- just listen.
3: I'm just asking questions, guys. Don't don't get mad at me. That's not Harbaugh, not- man. Harbaugh does win where he goes, but the problem with him is how long is he going to stay there? He's got a habit of wearing out his welcome, and you know, do you want to coach for two, three, four years and then having him take off, go back to Michigan or something?
0: Not that his end. way with the Bears and leave and go somewhere else.
3: And Sean Payton, what happened to him when Breeze retired?
2: Exactly. I'm 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 a, I'm a bigger fan of Jim Harbaugh and what he can bring to a team than I am of uh, Sean Payton. Sometimes you you get in a situation where you just have the right kind of quarterback to lead the shit and the right defensive coordinator and players that you get in the position and when the Super Bowl. Be honest with you. You have to be somewhat kind of part lucky to actually win it. There's a lot of shit that goes on. It's I'm not as impressed with Sean Payton as I am with Jim Harbaugh. And I still think Jim Harbaugh is uh he's got some flaws to him, in my opinion, when it comes to uh you know, different things I hear about him and his flexibility and willingness to, you know, he, he doesn't he wants to be the only voice, kinda. And I hear that about him, and he's hard to deal with. Don't know that to be a fact, but that's kind of that. Those are the kind of things I hear about the guy. And I, I mean, and eventually, you're gonna that guy's gonna wear out his welcome with, with the franchise. And why even go down that road if you don't have
1: to?
0: Chris,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, but I've I've heard of stuff, I've heard stuff about that. He's quite a nutter. It's quite a. It can be a quite a, a strange guy, and a you know. And uh, I think a lot of that's down to him. I just illustrated, really. Uh, regarding Sean, uh, Sean Payton, I, 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 uh, I've act- he actually played over here in the eighties for a team called the Leicester Panthers at quarterback. Just after he'd been a scab for the Scag, I used to do the chain on the game, so I actually stood right next to him, and he what? I know, like quarterback, but I mean, I do quite like him because, uh I mean, that called him in the Super Bowl when he did that onside kick for the kickoff of the second half, and that was genius. So, uh and I think he's from—I don't know if he's from Illinois. I'm not too sure, but uh yeah. Regarding Jim Harbaugh, I mean, I've just said he's a bit of a nutter. That's what I've heard.
2: <laughs> you, you look back at you look at, look back at that Saints uh, championship season. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to step on you, but look back look back at that season. And if you remember the correct way, that defensive coordinator was probably more, and those players on defense was probably more responsible for that championship than anything fucking Sean Payton had to do with. That defense was
0: fucking dominant. Now I, I, Wait, hold on a second. Brilliant, Samo, you've, you've said night like four times. You, you, <laughs> you just went back to, oh, God, are we firing the staff again? No. We're just we're chatting. We're just chatting. It's just a question, man. It's just a question. Go to bed. Go to bed, Berlissimo. It's time to go to bed.
2: Berlissimo's going to whoop your ass, man.
0: <laughs> He's going to fight somebody today, I tell you that. He's going
4: to whip my ass.
2: It'll
0: be me for asking dumb fucking questions. He's going
2: to beat up shorty. He's going to get that
1: motherfucker. I'm been Florida. To I'm get a long get way away. Chris first. <laughs>
0: You know, you're not. You're not. You're only like an hour away from me, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Cliff,
1: bring <laughs> it all we'll Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, <laughs> listen. I'm not trying to offend anybody or piss anybody off. These are just questions. These are. These are what you call. See, I, you know, just you know, conversation. My best friend is like this. I pr- I present him with, uh, devil's advocate advocate questions, and he just blows the fuck up on me. In text, I'm like, dude, I'm just asking a simple question. This is like a yes or no, like, would you or wouldn't you? It's not my opinion. Just fucking relax, you know? These are just would you or wouldn't you questions. It's like the kind of the game of, what's that game? Of, would you rather, right? I'm not, it's not my opinion. They're just questions. So please Thanks. don't shit on me for just asking questions that everyone's asking. We can't just sit here with the same narrative. There has to be some of the narrative that is out there in the other perspective of the world, right? Twitter, people that think this. Well, I think this. Well, people that think this. Well, let's just see what people that – let's see what the reaction is to this group of people that think this. And that's what the the question posing is. So please don't take offense to it. Maybe maybe
2: reefer ain't legal over there or something, man. You don't know. (laughs) <laughs> we, need some, we need some reefers, as my grandma calls him. She call him reefers. <laughs>
5: Look, I, I would like to chime in yep. for my lovely husband. Oh, yeah, boy. He- no Here we go. Here we go. He's, 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 yeah. Chris, you're you're philosophical, right? Would you say that you ponder things, pontificate philosophically from time to time?
0: Who? Chris? Chris. Chris.
4: Oh. What? Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
3: he's, sorry, he's sorry, pontificating sorry, right so, now. I, <laughs> I, <laughs>
2: Chris smoked some reefer's.
4: I, I haven't there. I'm straight. That's the worst thing about it.
1: <laughs> sorry,
4: sorry, Kitty, sorry, Did you want me to me? Do you Were you going well, to ask me a question, or did I just zone out, or have just other uh, everything just went dead to me on the screen? So. uh, I apologize for the dead air.
5: It's no problem. But me, I've been over to the UK and it's, yeah. it's a quite different, surreal environment. And it's beautiful. A lot oh, of history there. And there's a lot of, to pontificate and philosophize about how it used to be and how it currently is. So I'm asking you personally and then I'll ask everyone else. Danny he likes to philosophize a lot. He's very philosophical.
0: You mean Mr. Shorty.
5: Mr. Shorty. I'm so sorry, honey.
3: <laughs> That's mean, my wife coming mean, out of me. <laughs> you mean Todd.
5: Todd. The other Dan. So, I'm going to start with you, Chris. Do you find uh-huh. that you do that from time to time or are you pretty just black and white straightforward?
4: No, no, I, I do that all the time. That's probably one of my big problems, is that people, I, I think about, I probably overthink some things. Uh, but, like, I, I, I like to think of myself, I am I do like to think about things before an open mouth, apart from, obviously, I haven't illustrated that tonight as much, have I, really? But, no, I, I like to think about things. I, I'm one of these people, likes to have his own company, so uh, I spend a lot of time sort of Reading and watching the news, and and, and sort of just try to figure out what this fucking world's about and what life's about. So yeah, I very much like your uh, your lovely husband.
5: Okay, no man.
4: Well,
2: when I when I sometimes I smoke too much weed, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I've I've smoked so much weed sometimes I've sat long enough and thought. By the time I snap out of this cobweb and shit all around me and every fucking thing, and so I, I'm a deep thinker, yes. And do I pontificate much? Yes. But when I'm on a live show, I know that I have to be really short, quick with it, and all that kind of stuff to keep the shit going. So, if that answers your question, I don't know.
0: Nope, so what you're saying is don't. You, what you're saying is don't pontificate, Mister Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. You you do get deep deep in thought live on the goddamn show.
0: By yeah. the way, Laz, Laz, Laz is asking me, asking why do they call you Shorty? Laz, my name is Dan Shortino. So Mr. Shorty is spelled half of my last name, which is S-C-I-O-R-T-I-N-O. Fucking get that. Do that. Say that two times. S-C-I-O-R-T-I-N-O. 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 Yeah, exactly. Plus he's five foot one. Yeah, five foot one. I'm six foot two. So all of my friends my entire life, because my last name is Shortino, my friends have called me Shorty, which also is a play on me not being short because I'm six two. So everyone has always called me Shorty. My Twitter handle became Mr. Shorty when it was the only thing I could get because it would normally have been Shorty. But I had to take Mr. Shorty because it, apparently I was too old at that point. So it became Mr. Shorty, and then I started the podcast as Mr. Shorty, and now I'm in this like this fucking
3: like.
5: You're uh, in Todd Limbo. In, like, You're this in limbo identity land. Crisis. I'm in a he fucking a identity crisis. is, who who he is <laughs> midlife crisis identity crisis? Yeah. To we're, the we're, we're, chat we're, of the fans of what it's like to be married to Mr. Shorty, a.k.a. Todd, a.k.a. <laughs>
0: the other damn Fucking Mr. Shorty, a.k.a. <laughs> fucking <laughs> At Bears Country Pod, blah, blah, blah. Tr- so tomorrow trist night, we're starting... Yeah, fucking trust. <laughs> fuck you, Chris. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> tomorrow, night, tomorrow night on the Borrow Network is where we are begin the uh, Bear Their Souls, the new version. And so, from that point on, <laughs> I'm hoping this works. I'm I'm gonna be known as the other Dan because Dan Aguirre can't. He just refuses to call me Mr. Shorty, even though Aldo constantly calls me Mr. Shorty. Even though he goes, "What's his last name?" <laughs> I Find that fucking <laughs> hilarious. I, what's his last name? I'm like, it's fucking Shortino as in Sh- as in Mr. Shorty. <laughs> you know. Hey, so what? it's 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 kind of like this this clusterfuck I've started because all my friends and family have said. Maintain, Mister Shorty. Don't go away from that. Just stick with it. And even Kitty has said that. Just stick with your your brand of Mister Shorty. But Dan's like, I can't call you that. You're the other Dan to me. And so, no matter, uh, Aldo started calling me the other Dan, but then they then they went back to Mister Shorty. It's like I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to call myself is my point.
2: Hey, Kitty. You, <laughs> you know what my nickname was as a kid? Don't fuck laugh no, at me. Don't laugh at me, y'all. Don't don't be laughing at me. My grandma used to call me Ragu. <laughs> Ragu?
5: Did you love the pasta some,
2: sauce? Some fucking commercial Ragu had out that I used to sing when I was a little kid. Oh, that that that's even...
5: adorable.
2: For the longest time, you'd be she'd be in front of my friends, Ragu. Get your ass in this house right now. Didn't you hear me calling you all my I mean my friends busted my balls all the time over that, but yeah, I got everybody has a nickname from somewhere. Yep. Just... Uh
0: oh. Yep. I think I think that you're about to be Ragu as of tomorrow night, Nomad. No,
3: no, no. Yeah. no, no. Don't
2: you dare do that. I, I will fight you, <laughs> I'll fight your ass.
3: <laughs> no, now, no. Now, and now I borrow them. It's Todd and Ragu. Todd and Ragu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, Ragu. If you don't put your ass in this house, I know something.
5: That's a that's
0: a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> it is. Welcome to Barum Network. It's oh, Bear their souls with Dan Eldo no man. you ain't supposed to be Ra- that that laughing. <Don laughs> that yeah.
1: That's
2: That's hard. That's some scars I'm my childhood, man. <laughs> oh, God, okay, so well weird.
1: I'm
2: going
5: to I'm going
0: to bow out. I just need to But I do not really balling. Why fucking yeah. Bow Wow? It's the last show, Kitty. Stick around. I, I do...
5: <laughs> no, there's questions
0: yeah, waiting on, for kid. you guys. On, man.
5: No, there's questions waiting for you guys. I have to pull up. So it's you kind like, of show ready.
0: to produce, you fucking assholes.
5: Yep,
4: I gotta go. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean my, my nickname really, but my nickname's really boring. It was just Whatsy. That That's my nickname is Whatsy. That's all I got I out at school. So that's a pretty boring nickname, I suppose. What's the?
3: What's your nickname? Mine mine was obvious. People used used to call me Big Red Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Totally obvious. (laughs) And then when I got old enough, that I got past that one, that's when Cheers came out. So I was suddenly Cliff Clavin. I was Clavin. Clavin, huh? We got, we got
0: a lot of shit coming out on that nomad. Uh, we'll bring up the last one. Kay. Oh, Foster cover says the more you say it, ragu nomad, ragu nomad. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> what I say? I should
2: not. <laughs> I I never say that shit.
0: Well, and then Tao
2: says,
1: "Hey Dad, you know
4: Dad, <laughs> what you need to do is just have that picture nomad. Just have a picture of the ragu jar." <laughs>
2: Man, you know how many fights I got into over that goddamn name, man? Just people
0: constantly (laughs) fucking with me. Look at that. (laughs) Uh, Pull that last chat up, Kitty. Leave it to a woman to get us all distracted from football. See? That's why you need to be on the show more, and you should have been the entire time, Kitty. But now it's too fucking late because it's the last show on BCP, on the Barroom Network, and you're nothing but Barroom Network material, my dear. She's not gonna jump back in. All right, no, she fuck isn't. you then. <laughs> oh boy.
2: No, hey, listen, everybody that's still in the chat, tune in tomorrow. Don't know what all those got cooked up and what he's got up his sleeve, but he likes surprising motherfuckers, and you never know when you tune into a bear bear your soul mm-hmm. show what the fuck you're gonna get. You're gonna get some gonna football.
1: You're
2: gonna get some ridiculous ass commentary about this that we might start talking about the fucking holes on the moon who fuck knows depends on who gets, who gets the drunkest and the highest it doesn't fucking matter but it's some hella good entertainment and we have fun doing it so tune in tomorrow
0: eight o'clock sharp central maybe kitty will let me smoke a joint uh, in the house on the show no probably not no, oh, fuck, no. I didn't think what, so. what's that all about kid but
4: after 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 sorry fellas, after say I'm, I'm really looking forward to the show, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be really good. I think I think you're gonna have a really good balance. And once you got yourself settled in, man, you're gonna to have to have me on as a guest because I'd love to come on as a guest. You know, anytime I have chance to talk to Aldo or Dan or yourselves, just let me know. But like, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show, man. I'm I'm quite jealous of you all, actually, to be honest with you. But it's gonna be a a great show, I think. It's gonna be brilliant.
0: Don't, don't worry, Chris. On Bears Country Productions, we have some a lot of interesting stuff lined up, and you are, are part of that, my friend. So do not be jealous. Awesome. You are still going to be part of Bears Country Productions, which is not as social as the bar room, but you'll still be a part of something.
3: The Chris and Left <laughs> oh, show.
4: Yeah, the two Cs. Yeah. The,
0: think, the double C show. I think we ought to – I'm,
2: I'm going to we should see if we can get Aldo to run down some of the names we came up with for the show, but we landed on Bear Their Souls because of Dan. Dan was, and I appreciate that, but we came up with some funny ass fucking names to that show. Wait,
1: before, before, you, using...
0: before you do that, I just want to go back to what Laz said. Aldo sold the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys saw last night's show of Dan and all the. They were like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna be fucking in this bed when we're done with this show. <laughs>
2: that shit looks... I, I, look I felt uncomfortable watching this shit. I'm like, what
0: the fuck's going on here? You could tell Dan was like, oh, don't tell people that. Don't tell people that.
4: I, I just kept thinking <laughs> who's the taker and who's the giver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know um. Elda was
3: the receiver.
2: He's somewhere watching this shit right now, thinking how he could use that shit. I
3: hope so. Now, Shorty, Shorty, back in the 70s, we used to have an exhaust tube that we would put out the window, and then you take a hit and you blow it out the exhaust tube. How far is your window from you? Right there. There you go. Right there. there. Just get get a one, get a. Get a one hitter and blow it right out. Kitty will never know.
2: I'll get you some fucking oil in a vape pen, man.
3: Dude, I got I got a
2: oh, PVC yeah. pipe no, in that that shed. I could
0: just I could run a PVC pipe right from here. But the problem is, once I if I smoke a joint, it's just going to permeate the entire. Yeah, that's, that's space. everywhere. No, you have yeah. you
3: have to have a one hitter.
2: You know, yeah. I, I hear Remember, all the time. I, I hear like all the time. Sucking. I like. I got a bunch of weed head friends and. They uh, and, and some of them don't want to make the transition from smoke to the edibles and all the other shit that's out there right now. And I get it, man. At first, I didn't. But some people just really enjoy the taste of some good old sweet-ass Mary Jane, man. Some people just enjoy the taste of it. I be – I'm one of those hey, guys. God. I can roll with the other shit, too. Yeah. I just want to know, guys, in America, right, would you
4: would – you? Great, Lynn. See you, Lynn.
0: Peace out. Well, baby.
4: Everyone, say goodnight you know, to America? Lynn. We love you, Lynn. Goodbye, Lynn. I just want to ask you guys in America, when you skin up a joint, do you put tobacco in the joint with the, with a weed or do you just have it as pure weed? Because nah, over here, be we, we always put a bit of tobacco in.
2: No, nah, that should go right in
4: the Because it burns a bit slower so it doesn't burn.
0: No. Yeah. no. Well, that shit goes right That's in the That's how garden. we do it
4: over here, mate.
0: That would make a bit, me a cigarette smoker to my wife, uh, and then she'd be like, no, that's not happening." Tobacco
4: slows it down.
0: Yeah. My my wife would call uh, me uh, a cigarette yeah. smoker then. She'd like, No, see, that's ch- not happening. I never I never did it back uh, in the day. I, uh, well,
3: I, I, I mean, I never, never mixed it with tobacco. Maybe no, opium. Just, oh wow. Maybe opium, but not
0: tobacco. Opium, yeah. Maybe like a little hash oil or something, but never like uh, with uh, tobacco. It's always just been a straight up doobie. I've got a. Beautiful
4: dubby. I want to right mix it. it. I, w- I, I want to mix it with uh, cocaine and it likes smoking crack.
3: <laughs> damn! Oh <Hell> no! <laughs> All right. What well, are we that's pick what
1: for smoking our next crack after? is. <laughs> what? The-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're not supposed <laughs> to say it's that on live shit, TV. People are
4: high as
0: fuck. <laughs> Dude, Chris is blown up to the middle of his. i don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. It's the last BCP. I'm fucking oh going all out tonight,
2: guys. Chris. <laughs> yeah? Hit, Chris, hit the rewind button, man. Yeah.
0: Fix
1: that. <laughs> well, Chris,
0: I'm right like, there, but, hold I, on a second. That that years, I'll have to stress on that one. You... I got a lot of coke that, that
4: right was now. You... That was years ago.
1: <laughs> don't that, do that, don't I'll have to stress that one
4: about Tizzer. Probably 20 years ago, and I was drinking a, uh, I was drinking a really nice single malt Scotch, and uh, I just had a bit of coconut and some weed and I just thought, ah, oh, fuck it, see what happens, and I got absolutely off there, but it tasted horrendous, it smelled horrible, but that was years ago. I must stress that, like 15, 20 years ago. Obviously, I don't know. Yes, actually, so I won't do that now because oh, obviously, I'm more mature now. Being so, I'm going to be 15 September, so obviously, I'm a little bit more mature slightly. But I, the, yeah, I love weed. I love weed. It's been, I, I mean, literally, I, I smoke so much weed, I get the dealers going for God's sake, Chris man, just calm it down a bit. So, uh, <laughs> it's my, it's my, it, it's my naughty little, uh, naughty little vices weed. It's got me, uh, it's an expensive habit, unfortunately.
2: I, you Is know it legal what, man? Over there? You know what? There's a. Uh, I don't know yeah. how many people who know what the smell of crack smells like. Like like that shit has a has a distinct Horrible. smell to it. And um, one time I was in, I, you know, I can't tell you everything I know about the whole thing, but one time I was in a club with this girl, and I, we was I just met her, and it was it was clear that we was gonna have to leave that motherfucker and go home to her house or my house hotel wherever. And we was all over each other. And, I was, and the whole this is a reggae club, right? And so the whole club is just lit. Everybody's having a good time. And then some sorry motherfucker in the middle of that goddamn dance floor lit up a uh I I don't know, he just lit some crack up or some kind of joint that he has some crack on it and then just fucking ran everybody out of that motherfucker in Columbus, Ohio, man. I'll never forget that. That shit stinks, man.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, I'll I'll stay away from it
3: then. Horrible. Yeah. Don't do that, man. Don't do that shit no more.
4: I said it all happened once, and it was a long time ago. It's not. uh, I won't do that anymore. I won't do. I won't do it again. But uh, yeah, that was in my uh, crazy twenties. So uh, yeah, I was a bit. As we said over here in the nineties, I was a bit mad for it in the nineties. So uh, I was a bit cheeky, but I don't do stuff like that anymore. You know what I mean? I'm I'm past all that.
2: Yeah, give me a give me a drink, a stiff drink, a nice. We call yeah. them in my neighborhood. We roll a joint, they call them white boys because it's white paper. Give me a give me a stiff right, drink I, and a, a white, white boy, boy and yeah. we good. That's all I need. There's no better buzz than that.
4: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying so about it. Exactly the same,
1: mate. I've
3: right. moderated since I got older. You know, I'm a respectable yeah. citizen now. Unlike the older days, like I said, I grew up in the 70s. So nothing you guys are talking to me about is things I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we better, But we I agree. Especially I, in the
4: 70s. Know, My God.
3: But, hey, for our drug message for everybody in chat, I will say that the hard drugs get you sooner or later. You know, the higher you go, the, the further you fall. So keep that in mind, yeah. young people
1: man
2: I, the, the only thing i've ever i i if you grew up in a neighborhood like mine and see what drugs do to people that take you from sugar to shit so fucking fast you mm. stop i i never had the urge to to do the hard stuff cuz i i seen what it did to too many people that i cared for you know make a little long story short yeah. one time i fucked around and dabbled with some uh with some Xanax Dude, I, don't, I lost a whole two or three days. I don't even remember. Wow. And I was just like, that's enough. I, I ain't touching no more of
3: that bullshit. Yeah. Yep, I, I, mean, I don't blame you
4: for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree what you said, Cliff, really. mean, when, when I were younger in the 90s, ecstasy were like the big thing because of uh, the, dance, the dance culture, like a big thing in, uh, in Great Britain, like in the late 80s and 90s. So the ecstasy actually came over from Chicago. That's what all started it. So uh, I used to love doing ecstasy. That that was just amazing. But I couldn't do it now because I think when you get to a certain age, your mind overthinks it. So you wouldn't enjoy it. And I think, you know what I mean? When you're younger, you just sort of go for it and think, you know, you don't really think about the repercussions or, you know, how are you going to feel the day after. But I think when you get older, you know, you sort of bring it. It'll overthink it. So I don't think I'd enjoy it as much anymore if I did it now. But. Yeah, I used to uh yeah, I used to be as I said him and I is I used to be a bit mad for it, mate. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, I, think, I don't think you can handle it when you get older either. You know, no, I, I don't I think, think you break.
2: Nah. I'm never gonna stop partying, but I know they're about ready to wrap this show up. So let's let that man do what he gotta do before he fuck around and get shanked off camera or something. <laughs> Can't hear you, man.
3: Mute, mute, muted.
0: Thank you. Kitty has a bunch of questions from chat that she wants to pull up here because people have been involved in chat and we've been fucking ignoring them like assholes because Sorry, we're having chat. way too much fun tonight. Sorry, chat. Uh, so, Kitty, let's pull up some of those start questions here. All right. Tao says if you had to have one, Orlando Brown or Darren Payne, which would
3: you rather have? I'm going to say Darren Payne. Yeah, I'm probably going Darren Payne as well. You know, Orlando Brown mm. is fine, but Darren Payne is a stellar player.
2: Chris, go.
4: I've got no idea who he's at all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'd I say I don't really follow college football. So uh, I know the positions I want us to fill, defensive line and all that, but when it, it comes to names, I mean, I, you know, it takes me everything to remember my own name most of the time. So, uh, cut, it, cut, no, it, I, cut it, cut it, I just, wait, I just, wait,
0: no. cut it. Cut it, Chris. These are not college players. These are players in the NFL. <laughs> I
4: even don't know. I don't even know, then.
0: Like, I'm a bear fan. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, who?
4: Yeah. Exactly. No. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Who is it? No, I do. it was from Washington, is a, isn't it? It's a, is a Washington
0: defense. Well, Orlando Brown. Just, just for you, Chris. Orlando Brown is a left tackle for the Ravens, and Deron Payne is a, a three-technique but, defensive tackle. For the Washington. Yeah, the commanders. the but the commanders, yeah. I'd commander, yeah. yeah, so, rather have Deron Payne.
3: What do you think, yeah, no, I, Ed?
2: I gotta I got to protect our prize product. The best way I can, and if that means Orlando Brown, I gotta protect the prize product. As much as I like Deron Payne, we gotta protect uh, JF One, man.
3: Would you put uh, Orlando Brown at right tackle instead of left?
2: Why would I do that?
3: Well, it, it, you know, uh, you've got. Uh, uh, oh shoot, the Bears Bears left tackle started all seventeen games.
2: But mean, it, 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 it depends on me. To me. Whether or not Orlando Brown feels better at right or left, I won't play him wherever he feels more comfortable. I think we've seen enough in, in Braxton Jones, what I where I believe he could adjust to wherever they put him. If they want to gotcha. they want to put him on the right side, I think he has the he has the skills and the mindset to be able to adjust to that change. So, all
3: right, and I would not mind seeing either one or both of them on the team. Mm.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just seeing Omar Bear Rios saying, damn, Chris gotta go. Ha ha ha. That's not fucking funny to me, man. I love Chris. So, if one of the two has to go, it has to be you. I'm sorry. But Chris is a fucking... He's he's allowed on this show, whatever he wants. I, so
4: I, I'll uh, I'll find where you live, mate, and I'll hunt you down. I will hunt you down, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Don't fuck with Chris, man.
4: I will hunt you down. Don't let the log air, hippie look, look fool you, man. I, I will hunt you down, and I will get you. So fuck <laughs> you,
0: man. <laughs> the biggest the biggest problem that we have with Chris is the delay from being five thousand fucking miles yeah. away from the goddamn across the pond. That's it. Other than that, it, it, we have to let we all we all have to kind of work together to give Chris his time to speak and it's kind of a process. And we're sorry if it doesn't work out. But if you don't like Chris's personality, then you can go fuck off because Chris is
2: Don't be adversarial now. Horror, fame, man. Dude, no, man, no,
0: no. Chris sit up for me. I don't, I'm gonna up for him. <laughs> I got your back, Chris.
2: It's all good, man. <laughs> Chris Chris got thick skin on him. He be alright. Cheers, right.
3: man. I'll tell you I'll tell you, I'm not going so, out to a so bar
4: right? with you two tonight. I, I don't do it know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not normal <laughs> like this. I don't know what's up with me today. I'm just so fucking ugh.
0: Chris is my fucking wingman, and I'm your <laughs> wingman, Chris.
4: Yeah, <laughs> man. Let's cause let's cause a bit of trouble.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys. I don't I don't think I have to tell you guys this. But I got a feeling that everybody here is gonna be some part of the bar room in some way, shape, or form. And one thing we had to get used to, yeah, is people coming at you. You know, you gonna people are gonna come to the show to show us yeah. love. People are gonna come to the show just to hate us. You know, that's mm-hmm. part of it too. Um, my skin is thick enough where I can handle it all. I accept mm-hmm. it all. You can you can come at me. You can show me the love, and it's all the same to me. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it back to you.
0: Saint um, Omni, if, Short, if Shorty was my, ling- man, was my wingman, I would leave him. <laughs> 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 explain, come on! Can you please at least explain yourself, Saint Omni? Come on, man! That was God. I don't damn. give a shit, Dad.
4: I, 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 honestly, I, I don't give a shit because I'm on the show with you, fantastic people, and he's just sat there probably on his own in his pants. Watching it on on her phone, so who's winning in that
0: equation? I am. (laughs) Thank you, sir. That was a joke. That was a joke back. (laughs) Anybody, uh,
2: anybody, anybody ever seen the show, the movie Boys in the Hood?
0: Yeah, oh yeah.
2: Can you imagine Chris with that window coming down, him pulling out that double, that, that, uh. That shotgun is shooting that dude, Chris, with them fucking sunglasses on. <laughs> Doing a drive-by on a motherfucker.
0: Looking like a white easy e and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: appreciate you, lads, man. I appreciate you, bro.
1: I
0: see you. <laughs> Oh Oh, goddamn. A white easy e that's what you are.
2: <laughs> he's thinking about it now. Now he's picturing. I have, it. <laughs> wait, I'm,
4: I am. I am thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> Who the fuck is E? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hold on a second. I hold on. I got. I, gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna get this ready. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> you gotta pull. You gotta pull it up, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pull this shit up.
1: I gotta get this shit ready. Chris will know this
2: (laughs) one. Chris will get it
0: when I get it. Hold on
2: a second. Chris Ice Cube. What?
4: Yeah.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? Where is the perfect picture? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. All right. It's loading. It's loading. Hold on. Let's go back. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Chris might
2: get a kick out of this because I know he don't know what we're talking about he does not he has no fucking clue you get, you'll get a good. giggle out of this Chris
4: go put it open man
2: Foster knows exactly what we're talking about Uh yeah. let me see who up there who else up there somebody said something and got it
0: right away as soon as I said there it there we go you got that? You got that curly ass nappy white hair coming out of the out of the skull cap, man. You
2: need to get one. <laughs> you gotta get one with the skull cap, man. Like to all you gotta one. do is type in "boys of the hood." What,
4: like the, like yeah, man. Just type in boys do, of the I'll hood get a do rag for next ne- for next hour, man. Yeah, I I man, Like your twin brother,
1: Chris.
0: This is like the fucking. This is like, de- you know. Dan and Aldo have been making fun of me, calling me uh, "fucking Mark Trestman." But
1: uh,
0: as of the last, <laughs> that of, is funny. As of the <laughs> last show, they started calling me Steve Kornacki <laughs> from CNN. I'm like, you fucking.
2: Fuck. Hey Chris, this is this is kind of flattering, man. Could, there's worse. There's worse things they can compare you to. Like all you got to do oh, is yeah. Google Google a James Brown mugshot, and you'll take off running.
0: No, Boys in the Hood doesn't have easy e in it, though. I can't, I can't Google that. Just have to... It doesn't
2: have to have easy, but you'll see images of guys in those skull caps with the curls under there. Uh-huh.
4: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, the okay. glow curls, what not it? Like um like 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 Islamica when Eddie Murphy plays that Soul Singer and he's got like the glow, all them curly hairs with that spray stuff that he's been putting in his hair. So uh I'm actually yeah. thinking about getting the actually uh, this week, yeah. but uh I might have to keep it now.
0: <laughs> that's the best image I could find sorry guys that that's oh, like the gosh. best one I could find was was of that one right here oh there we go that's want, it's a little bit more uh,
2: google james there brown go. mugshot google james brown go. mugshot do that james brown mugshot
4: what about what about James pick. Brown the singer.
2: Yeah. yeah you you see this you're going to crack up yeah
4: you about the, I met James Brown the singer.
2: Did you? Don't I bet he was it. high. Oh, strong. God.
0: No, oh, no, please. I, you want me to show this? You this, this is not good.
3: The show can't get any uh, further down <laughs> into gravity, so go ahead.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that That's not good. Bobby, I want to get up and do <laughs> my thing. One,
4: two, three. Yeah. I feel good, motherfucker. I'm <laughs> a sex machine, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I look like every morning. <laughs> I feel good.
1: I, I can hear Kitty. I can
0: hear Kitty laughing from 200 feet away right now.
4: Are we saying? Are we saying that? No, man. If, uh, uh, are you saying that if I were black, that's what I look like? <laughs>
1: that's what
4: you're saying isn't it earlier.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you hit me like. now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me
4: as a black man.
0: But, 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 Cliff's like, can I please go watch the fucking National Championship <laughs> <Should> <know?" laughs> I'm
3: totally oh, straight.
1: Sorry, Cliff. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know what it's like <laughs> when you go to a bar and you're not drinking and everybody else is?
0: <laughs> Where, who's saying who? Yeah. I'm just drinking I'm not
4: water drinking,
3: though, no, that's a truth. I'm on... <laughs> I, 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 I'm on I have flavored <laughs> water. Foster is cracking up,
0: man. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
3: Now, if, if you want to go a while, I'll go pour a drink and I'll catch up.
0: That's wonderful.
2: I mean, James Brown was a crackhead.
3: He was. I,
0: literally, I wanted to watch this it national will. championship game, but this is such a fucking blowout that who gives a fuck? If Kitty wants to close out the show and I can I can finish it off from here myself, if you guys want to keep
3: going, we can do it. This is yeah, the last yeah. I'll, I'll
0: kill
4: Bob.
3: All right, I'm Hey,
2: I'm gonna, the hey, I'm the gonna get a drink. I'll be right back. Might as well, man. I might as well Kill. get one too. I'll, I'll always give a a fucking drink,
3: Cliff. Fucking A, get a drink, everyone. This is a bar yeah, on a network.
0: Cook. It's the last show. <sighs> yeah, Chris, go get a fucking <laughs> joint. Go pack up a bowl right now. God damn, what are you doing,
4: mate? I got anything on me. That's a shovel, sir. So it's i I'm just on the old uh, I don't need it tonight anyway. Look at me. I'm, I'm talking like a madman versus tonight. That's been going. Where's, on. That,
0: where, where's that bank shoot that you have in your house? I'll send you. I'll send you a doobie, and you just like pull it out of the bank shoot and just light it up. <laughs> Put the shoot back. Send it back to my house.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I won't be having any weed until Friday. So uh, Friday be mine. Uh, next time I'll have a smoke. I think.
0: Oh, uh, uh, what a bummer. Hey, which man. is a downer.
4: Hey, but I'm, tell a tell somebody, I'm a sub. It's, it's, it's quite hard doing a show when he's stoned. Like, that show did with you and Lynn. I was a little bit pissed and a little bit stoned. And it took me at least about half an hour to get my head into it because I just kept drifting off and I kept getting really paranoid and everything. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'll stay away from having a smoke for before, uh, before doing something like this because uh, it, was quite, it was quite psychologically, it was quite hard work. Um,
0: let me tell you guys no, a quick man. story. That was, was fun. That was fun. Don't, don't ever do that. <laughs> a
4: long
1: time ago, a long time ago, I, no, was, no, I was
2: seeing this girl. I was seeing this girl. She happened to be white. And we were at her apartment, and she started playing music. And we was have, just having a good time drinking, smoking, doing all that shit. And, uh, and she, she started playing James Brown. And I was like, all right, okay, I feel you. And she got real close to me. And grabbed me by the arm. She said, I don't, I don't want you to uh, I feel think I'm being an asshole or anything, but do you know what he's saying in this song? I said, You ain't being an asshole. I said, Hell, black people don't even know what the fuck he's saying. I don't think he's saying black <laughs> people, he just making noise.
0: Shit, that or green she, people, she, he's she, fucking This mugshot here. It's <laughs> <Just> the Hulk.
2: <laughs> Hulk, James Brown.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I actually met James Brown in 98. Uh, 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 he played at a festival in Leeds and uh, I was backstage because I knew some bands were playing. And he was really cool. I just went up to him and went, you know, you're a fucking living legend, mate. I love all your stuff. I love your live in Apollo, late 60s live albums. And he just went, yeah, Woo! yeah, you look good, kid. Keep it going on. <laughs> and that really he just walked off. And he did like a little shuffle as well. So I was really made up I was really made up that I met James Brown, my legend. Only for about two seconds. about I'd say his conversation lasted about five seconds, but I still got to meet him.
0: Did, all, Chris, all it took, all it took was five seconds for him to see your hair and go, This motherfucker is just like me. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave you a compliment.
4: <laughs> well, I, did, I had uh, I did have my hair like this, I had it like uh, like a Liam Gallagher sort of a way like a Beatles haircut, at the time. Uh, so to
0: that, be that's cool what that's him what looks like in, in those the nineties, right? Dang, <laughs> I'm
1: cool, man. fucking no, Kitty,
0: oh, I love you, Kitty. Oh, 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 Kitty.
2: Is that a white? Is that a white
0: man with an S curl? <laughs> you wait, wait. You don't. Who, you don't fucking know who this is. This is, no,
1: the, the, is the, this? the TV I, show,
0: I, the greatest. Greatest American yeah, the TV hero. TV Show is yeah. called the greatest. Era. Thank you, Cliff. Yes. It was my favorite show when I was a kid, probably ages five to eight. In fact, my aunt made me that outfit and the the cape. And the show was about a guy that like one day opened up his dresser drawer and there was this superhero outfit in there. And he like pulled it out. He was like, and the show go, the song is um, Look, it's what happened to me. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly, I'm upon top of the world. Should have been somebody else. And and so he finds this fucking this outfit in his dresser drawer, and he and he puts it on, and he becomes a superhero. But he can't fly. He doesn't know how to fly. the 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 The, the funny part of the show is that. Every time he tries to fly, he's like, he'll get, like, first he can't do it. And then eventually he'll get, like, two or three feet off the ground. And then he'll get, like, five or ten feet and then 20. And finally he's able to fucking figure it out. And then you get into, like, season two and it becomes even better. It it was just a fucking (laughs) hilarious show. This motherfucker looked like. It was called The Greatest
2: Hero. That's Chris. looked like a white drug dealer from Compton.
3: But you know, I saw that show and better's not the word I would use. Maybe maybe cheesy.
1: <laughs>
0: I guess I
3: guess if I guess if you're 5 to 8, okay, that it's good. 5 to 8 was a great show for that.
2: That motherfucker sells drugs yeah. and I
4: I'm glad you I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought the picture up because I've noticed last saying that a few times in the chat, and I always kept thinking, "Oh, who's he on about? The American hero? Who's that?" So uh, I'm glad you I'll fi- finally see who it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll go for that. Fuck it.
0: Oh, that was great, Kitty. Thank you. <laughs> I hadn't even seen that in chat, but that was awesome. Would you rather yeah. suck Rogers' cock or Gail or Gargle Farm's dirty balls in exchange for a Bears Super Bowl? Stephen May asks,
3: I could live without the Super Bowl. Uh,
0: somebody, somebody
2: got in there earlier <laughs> and said that he doesn't. He loves the show, he loves the content, but he had a problem with using God's name in vain. I, that's probably me and my foul mouth. Don't mean to be sacrilegious and don't mean to use God's name in vain. In fact, when I do say that word, when I spell it out in the chat or wherever I'm at, I use the T- Instead of a D, like G O D is G O T, just to be conscientious of that. So, apologize to you, my guy, for that.
0: Excellent. So, would you rather suck Roger's cock or gargle Favre's dirty balls in exchange for a Super Bowl? Are these our mm-hmm. only
3: chance choices?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> per Stephen, me, yes, or Stephen, however you pronounce it. I'm I'd, I'm uh, say, I, I'd i, I
1: goggles.
4: If i do it, drink I'd, drink gaggles,
1: I'd,
4: I'd, uh, I'd have to i have to be farbs dirty balls because the idea of a fucking man's cock in my mouth is just it's just not on. Yeah. So uh, I think I think the balls is halfway there. I'm not being homophobic, man. I've got friends who are gay, so I'm not being homophobic. Uh, but yeah, no. I think I think the balls is probably you know the little.
3: I think the fact the that the cock two, in your but, mouth.
0: It's a lot worse than the balls, than
3: gargling balls. I, I'll yeah. take that along with you. But the problem with the, yeah. problem with the balls is you're pretty close to the butt.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Depending. Some, true, yeah. some people's well, asshole is, is a little farther away from the balls. Some people are closer. But it depends on the balls, really.
4: How, how do you know all that, uh, Danny? How do you know that, mate?
0: <laughs> well, because I, I know that my balls are far away from my asshole. So anyone... Gagging on my balls would have no problem with my asshole. I know that much, but I could imagine. <laughs> I've been with some women who've had like a close asshole that was right next to their, you know, their hole, their pussy hole, right. if you will. Sorry, sorry, kitty. You know, where there's like no taint. There's there's all different varieties of people. That's what I'm saying. Uh,
1: different varieties. Yeah,
0: my, I I got like a good four inch span between my asshole and my balls, so
3: I'm good. If you if you, if you
0: wanted to gargle my balls, you'd be okay.
3: Boy, how did I have any live in, in life? Myself. How how did I ever live in life without that information?
4: <laughs> and uh and that and that image, the image I can't get the image out of my brain now, Dan. of you sort of looking at balls with a with a ruler to check out the difference between your the space between your balls and your arsehole? I can't I get that image them. out of my head now. It's bird. I can <laughs> just see you sort of <laughs> in a mirror. You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome. I will charge you for that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay, Laz is free. saying, is, That's there,
2: free. is there anything better to talk about? Laz, what you want to talk about, man? Just put it in the chat. Tell me what you want to talk about. And let's Come see if we, can, if we can answer that. Get first.
0: us off topic here, guys. You guys want to talk more hey, hey. bears? Whatever
2: shoot, fun shoot. Here. Ask questions, man. I'll, I'll, let's answer some questions.
0: In fact, I'm going to go smoke a bong because I can't smoke weed in my house. No, she's saying no. <laughs> answer the question,
2: man. You on the verge of You gonna get your ass shanked. You keep it up. That's
0: my goddamn last show. I can do whatever I want. It's
2: my show. Like you in jail, motherfucker. You <laughs> gonna be
0: shanking your ass. I'll answer the question. What's the biggest let Leo Factor? What's the biggest position worry going into twenty twenty three? I can say center or right tackle. I'm gonna answer this so I can go smoke a ball. So I'm gonna say um. The biggest worry in twenty twenty three for me is defensive end or defensive tackle center if what's his name exactly can come back he could be the center that we signed but if he can't stay healthy obviously we i don't even i, I center is something i haven't even really thought about to be honest Le- or leo so, so i'm going to say that my biggest worry would be my my own biggest worry would be on the defensive line whether it's defensive tackle or defensive end I'll let you guys go. I'll go last. You guys go.
4: Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I, mean, I Sorry, 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 Cliff. I keep stepping on your man, tonight. Sorry, sorry, old boy. Uh, I think my my sort of worry is really the defensive interior of the line, the defensive end, and also the wide receivers, because the wide receiver group has been absolutely, you know, it's been very poor this year. So that they're, they're my sort of two biggest concerns. Uh, regarding what we can acquire in the draft and free agency.
3: This question all depends on which quarterback you want to get killed. Do you want Justin Fields to get killed <laughs> or do you want the opponent's quarterback to get killed? Because if you, uh, if you want the opponent's quarterback to get killed, then you uh, do a uh, probably a three-tech or an edge. If you want Justin to not get killed, then you do the uh, right tackle and the center, and possibly a guard to replace Cody White here. So that's a tough either-or question. Mm. There's just, there's so many holes to fill. We got a ways to go. No yeah. man.
4: Yeah. True.
2: The question was, what's the biggest position worry? Right.
3: Uh
4: mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So if I had to, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, if I had to point out. I don't know if I can point out one position in particular, but I think the trenches on both sides of the ball, mostly I I just, I know we can find the right guys defensively. I know we we can pay. I just hope we find the right guys on the offensive line who can pass set and run block to the level that we were able to do this year. I don't want to see a letdown in our run game just trying to find those guys that pass set better. You know, you, we do run the risk of doing that, suffering in our run game because we were looking for guys that pass that better than other people. If you understand what I'm saying, guys that specifically specialize yeah, yeah. in uh, pass pro versus, you know, guys that can be versatile and, and are just as effective in the run game. So the offensive line is probably my biggest worry. If it, If it's any position in particular, I'm worried about Tevin Jenkins being healthy.
3: And that's a good point. Ooh. Uh I am yeah, t- good
4: point. Boy. I
3: look at I look at Cody Whitehair's upcoming salary. I don't think he's going to be there next year. So the Bears definitely have some holes to fill. Uh Braxton played all 17 games this year. So he they're probably definitely grooming him. I mean, he's going to be around. But other than that, you know, Braxton Tevin, who are we doing at center? Who are we doing at uh uh left guard? Who are we doing at right tackle? A lot of holes.
0: They've been playing around with Larry Borum at right guard, so I'm not sure if that's working. But they've been trying to see what they have in him. I'm not. I'm not sure he's going to stick around after this season, to be honest.
2: And I think I think Larry Bourne is making a case to be a swing. Now, if if there could be a team out there, I doubt it that ha- has a higher value in Larry Bourne that may make a move for him and may give him a chance to challenge for a starter's job. But he has some weight with the team to be a swing uh, tackle or guard, you know, depends on what he what he's put on tape. And I didn't like him at guard, I seen a little bit. I haven't watched in all 22, didn't like him at guard at all. But that's, he's never played guard, I don't think in his life. And so I will give him that. Maybe he needs some time to develop there, but what he put on tape the other day, I didn't like.
0: He played guard the uh, the previous game too. It wasn't very good either.
2: Well, I mean, so it's a, it's a different position. It's a different technique. So give him that, and while you consider him whether he was good or not, it was a different position that he's he's not used to. It.
1: Right.
0: I'm not sure if he's quite built for that though either, mm-hmm. like his body style.
2: No, he's he's got a guard body now. He does have a guard body. He's wide and compact built. And that's kind of what you need inside in a, in a guard. You know, somebody. I just don't. The thing I don't like about Larry Borm, and he only flashed it. He didn't do it consistently at all this year. I didn't like his his aggressiveness. He didn't really go out there and. And I don't know if he has that in him, but you have to have a, you got to be a nasty some bitch sometimes inside when you're at guard. Man, you got to be really nasty in there. And I just didn't see it in him. So if I had a Complain about him. That would be it,
5: right?
3: I think I would agree with you on that. Just didn't seem I'd, nasty enough playing that. I'd like, I'd like to see the guards flatten guys and continue. You know, keep keep flattening them. Jump on top of them a couple of times.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, the one thing that you did see out of uh, Brexton
0: was even if he was out of position and lost his, uh, you know, he might have lost the the battle on that specific play. On some of those, he still ended up like pan kicking him in the end, you know. Hey hey kitty,
2: put up that comment from Leo because I said this in um one of our first shows. And I said what I said was you
0: did say that,
2: yes. I like I like the Polynesian guys, and somebody got in my ass and was like, Great. Man, you being racial and all this kind of shit. No, I'm not a, those guys. Are body, body type they're built for battle, dude. Look at their body types. From the waist down, they are fucking dynamite.
0: Lower body uh, center of gravity, oh. lower body strength.
4: Um, I mean, rega- rega- regarding the Samoans, I mean, that like rugby's a big, a big game in Samoa. Uh, and they're, I mean, when, they, when they've come to play England in rugby union, man, they're absolutely stacked. Like the bodies are so thick and my legs are so thick. You know, it's just uh, na- their uh, natural traitors of people, you know what I mean? And they're always really, really hard tacklers as well. So, they're just really suited for like uh, an interior line position really in the NFL. And there's been quite a few throughout, throughout the NFL's history as well, especially in the last sort of 20, 30 years. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's a racial slur or anything. It's just, you know, it's just, no. you know, some some people from a certain area grow up in a certain way, and it, that's all it is. But right. they're, yeah, they're phenomenal athletes, phenomenal athletes.
0: I, like for my my myself personally, I'm built like uh, I got a I I'm built from like the waist down. Uh, I don't I don't have a higher center of gravity though, so I would I would not make a very good offensive lineman but I was always fast and slim and tall, but I had, I was like thicker from the waist down. And if I would have got, if I, if, if I allow myself to put on weight and get fat, it goes from like my waist down. My, my legs would get thick and I would, I would be able to turn myself probably into a terrible offensive lineman because of my My center of gravity is too high. I am built more like a Viking. I'm I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but just, it's it's like a, it's not a racial thing. It's just I'm oh. look how fucking wet I am. I'm wetter than anyone here. I'm wetter than you, Chris. I Fuck don't you think too, like- wetter- Genetic- <laughs>
2: Genetically, listen. I watch a lot of uh, you know the, the West Coast football, Pac-12, and all of all those Washingtons, the Utahs, the BYUs. Those those guys get it. If you look at those teams, you can pull up anything you want to right now on your phone. And you will see Polynesian guys all over the fucking field because why genetically they're more built for it to sustain the power, to sustain the power that you need to have. Man, those guys, I would love to see us invest in some Polynesian players, especially on the on in the trenches, man. Those dudes are powerful as shit. We have one one guy from Hawaii on our team. Man, this dude, I ran into him one time in practice and he was just standing there. He was just standing there, and I ran into him and felt like I hit a fucking tree, man. I was fucking hurting. And he was just standing there. He just got me off the ground. Yeah, you okay, bro? <laughs> I, know, I think shit. I, was, I felt like a fucking potato <laughs> chip. Yeah, right, man. We got- those those we have guys with more questions with that-
3: here?
0: More questions? Yeah, what's up? We have we have a lot more. We have six more starred questions. Bring them up, kitty. When is Komets contract up? I think it's after this following season, right? So he was a uh, question. I don't know. Drafted
3: round two, wasn't he? drafted Round, in two? round two.
0: So he was. Uh, so he has. A, he only has a four-year contract. So this is his third year, right? So next year is his final season. Yeah. So that's why there's a lot of people that are talking about, you know, oh, we have, blah blah blah, millions of dollars in our contract or in our um, uh our salary cap that's available but when you co- when it comes down to it there are going to be a lot of players that are coming up for contracts soon including justin fields you have um chase claypool now is involved in that conversation you have um, mooney mooney commit uh there's others too so who are you going to break the bank for? Do you break the
1: it,
0: – it's going to come down to like a very interesting and schematic – because we know it's going to start with free agency. So it's going to be a, a very – we're going to know exactly where this team is going when when polls start signing free agents. If they go with Deron Payne or if they can get a Deron Payne or if they – maybe they make a trade with someone, then they get like a – you know, um, uh, what's the guy from uh, Indy? Uh, everyone has been talking about they could possibly get up the the Forrest Buckner, so mm. there could be trades that could that could involve some of that kind of stuff. It's going to be a fucking crazy offseason, man. You know there's no man, reason to even talk about it now, but it's just going to be so much fun as it goes on. That that whole thing that was going on between
2: uh, JFK, I mean J2K, I call him JFK, J2K, <laughs> and uh, and that goes into the narrative I was trying to. I was, trying, I, was trying to, I was trying to say that kind of in a way that we don't know what Pose is thinking three, four, five years down the line as far as lots of things go into. it's This ain't fantasy football. This ain't fucking Madden. This is, you have to get the guys that run the books, the dudes that do the accounting, that manage the budget. You got to get all these people in the room and say what's smart and what's not moving forward for this team as far as prioritizing guys and who to sign all of that shit is a factor and so cole Komet coming into probably a contract season it wouldn't surprise me if they moved on from cole Komet. he's he's a solid fucking football player don't get me wrong he's a solid fucking tight end but there are more dynamics to playing the tight end position than just being solid
1: you
3: mm, might Get the city burnt down if you got rid of Cole Komet, man. Bears have tried for so many years to get a good tight end. I think they'd have a hard time. I just said I wouldn't be surprised.
2: I didn't say they were going to do anything. I said it wouldn't surprise me. This is a homegrown talent. You got your fanboy hat on. You got your fanboy. We're not GM.
0: This is my fanboy (laughs) hat. And my fanboy hat and my GM's hat says, do not get rid of Cole Komet. Oh, come J2K. on, say He's not average. J2K, stop taking everything personal, man.
2: I'm sorry. Hold on
0: a second. Hold on a second. He's not average. He is the leading receiver on this team this year, guys. Yeah. What did he finish with? I don't know his yardage exactly, but he, he's the lead. I know he's the leading receiver on the team. I can look it up, though. Oh, he is. Talk, he is the leading well,
2: receiver. J2K, I it's just tough. brought you. Your name only came up because we were talking about who to spend money on and, and free agents and guys that have contracts, and it was all about budget and money. And it just brought you. I just won't bring your name up. How about that? Since you, you yeah, take did,
0: it. You know what? J2K, if you want, I'll send you a fucking link. You, you, you've been on the show before.
2: No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. No, no. Bring we his ass up. Going
3: on? We got nothing. Seven touchdowns for commit. That's not bad. Mm. How many yards? I uh, shoot! I I canceled the page. Well, I'm gonna look it I up think he got
4: nearly 500. Sure, something like that. I don't want
2: people to think I don't like Cole Commit. I, I like Cole Commit, but let's about you. If you you can't you. pay, you can't pay everybody, man. You can't. Sometimes you gotta let guys go that you don't want to, in order to. Save money for somebody to Col-
0: prioritize listen, more. Listen, okay. Listen, Cole Komet is nomad right now. Are you taking? If you're Cole Komet, you know what? It, come on, put yourself in his shoes. Are you taking a hometown discount? You know you are. What if what if somebody so, what if somebody
2: offered cold Komet? Let's say they <laughs> let him hit free agency. Somebody offered Cole Komet. Let's say. Uh, Eight to ten million a year. You want to try to match that?
3: Yeah. Right. Tight ends
0: in a position? I would. Eight to ten I, million? Yeah. I
2: don't think that's smart Easily.
0: business. Easily.
2: Don't think that's smart business.
4: I do, mate. And after disagree on that one, Mad I think he's improved dramatically over this this season. I think he's. uh I think he's got. He's, he's started to get a really good connection with Fields and. I just seen a massive improvement to what you like over the last two years. I'd pay the guy, me personally.
3: Yep. I think he did a breakout in his third year. Yeah. Breakout in his third year. Uh, Now he's getting into the prime of his career. I think he's going to be even better. You want a tight end that's going to get you, you know, six, seven, eight hundred yards and uh, seven, eight touchdowns a year? I do.
2: Here's my argument towards Cliff,
1: Mm.
2: not towards you, but towards what you're saying to agree with what you're saying. Me and Shorty and I did a show not too long ago where I, when I was explaining to him that we started off the season in a, in a certain style of offense, the West coast style of offense. And it didn't, it wasn't functioning correctly. And at, I think the mini buy, they got together with Justin, the OC and, quarterbacks coaching they kind of asked them what what do you prefer to be doing what do you think you do well and they came out of that mini by looking like the uh, baltimore ravens am i right cliff
3: i i think that they switched i definitely think that they switched the scheme and it worked better with the talent that they had
2: okay what what i'm getting at is hmm. if you look at the baltimore ravens what they do well is feature tight ends they go double, mm-hmm. triple tight ends, and they do that shit better than any fucking body in the league, probably an honorable mention to the I mean, to the uh, Patriots. Yeah. If we go that route, I could see a justifiable reason to pay Cole Komet because he would fit well in that style of offense. If they move forward with that style with Justin Fields, then, yeah, a tight end-centric offense, you want to keep him and you want to pay him that money. So in that instance, I would be wrong.
3: Gotcha. What would you think about adding mm. somebody like Evan Ingram to the team to to aim for that?
2: I don't know if he's a physical enough blocker, and we need that if you're going to go with that kind of style. And you know, Coach Iberfoos emphasizes that. You know, I'd have to watch him really closely to see how well he does that. I don't, I don't know him to be that physical of a guy,
3: and and he's hurt a lot. Yeah, that too. So, shorty, you got the stats pulled up. Shorty, freeze, or did I freeze? Somebody
0: froze. I think Streamer just froze up. Sorry about that, guys. What are you trying no, to I pull up? It... What you What you well, doing here? What, well, this wasn't here the whole time.
3: The stats were off. But what's what's, on, it? what's, okay, on, what's so, on the
1: screen so, before? Him?
0: So, I'm, so let's just talk about this. It's, we're talking about Cole Komet. Yards. Yeah, yes, less yards in his third season than his second season, but look at the touchdowns. Mm. Look at the chemistry that he's also built with like Justin golf- Fields. There's no fucking way I'm getting rid of Cole Komet. He's a homegrown talent. Everyone loves him. He's the equivalent of the goddamn Hutchinson in Detroit right now. It, there's no way we are getting if, – if we get rid of Cole Komet, if we allow him to walk, The city is going to go into a major uproar. This kid is on a major ascent. He's building the chemistry with this new. He had 612 yards last year with Justin Fields playing at a subpar level, mixing time with Andy fucking Dalton. And he had 544 yards receiving this year. He had uh, 69 or 50 receptions, 10 less, but seven touchdowns. They're going to be working in the offseason like madmen together, to make their chemistry even better moving forward. And so, there's no way I, by the time this season's over next year, Cole Coman is going to be one of our major re-signings for this team. How if it about takes this, 10 million a year, I'm fine with it.
2: How about this question? For, this is for everybody. Anybody who wants to answer? Thank you, Keith, Les. Let's let's just this is throw a hypothetical out there. What if Poles is sitting there scratching his beard? Trying to figure out who he should pay between Cole Komet and David Montgomery. Who you picking? Komet,
3: Komet. I love David Montgomery. It's a lot I'm easier a to Komet. replace a running back. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. So, so you're not everybody saying Komet, right?
0: Yeah. Are you saying
2: Montgomery? Yeah. No, no, I'm not. okay, okay. no, I'm not. I'd let both of them go, and I think you can upgrade <laughs> <at> both positions. <laughs> I would. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm being. I just. I just know that in this in, in this in the style of offense, it appears that they're going to run. You need a more versatile tight end. Not to say that we can't keep Komet and still add another versatile tight end, which would be my choice if it was me. Was to keep would be keep them and then add another more versatile tight end. Cole meta is an inline tight end. You need a guy that can flex out and win one on ones. Somebody that's more versatile. If you understand what I'm saying, I mean, you look at a guy. what's I can't think of the guy's name in uh, Baltimore. He's pretty much a receiver. He I seen him beat fucking slot corners, handily. We need a guy like that.
3: Bears already have that guy. His name is Clayton. Who? Move him into tight end like uh, Pittsburgh was doing.
2: Somebody, Ravi's in there, Kelsey type, yeah, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need somebody that got swivel hips and can move and shake and break off and and get separation and that that would be freaking helpful, man.
4: So, 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 no, man, you're you really after a bit more of a, a pass catcher, somebody who you can, you know, stick out wide, and somebody who's a bit more like uh, the Atlanta tight end who they drafted a couple of years ago. Is it Pitt? Are you, are you thinking
2: that sort of way, then? You just need versatility. Somebody that yeah. can beat a slot corner, somebody that can beat a safety, somebody that can definitely beat the shit out of a linebacker and get open at any given mm-hmm. moment. And somebody that he can trust, that has great hands, and, you know, doesn't have a bad injury history, that would help. But, yeah, you if you're going to run this style of offense, you need people that can beat... uh. uh dbs and win on the inside because the the inside of the uh defense is where the weakness always is mm-hmm.
3: yeah thanks foster it? i i met claypool thanks foster
2: somebody's asking me a question you paying my what, what was that no, no. man, you're you paying, you paying for going
0: to jacobs
2: I'm I'm I probably have to kiss Montgomery on the mouth and say, man, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I got to go get Brand, I got to go get Josh Jacobs, man. He's the best all around back in football. His resume proves it. It's, you put it on tape. Damn it, it's there. He's the best all around back in football. He fucking has a bad game and he'll average four yards a carry. Guaranteed, he will. You in a tight game when you need to finish a game off. You put that ball in his hand and he finishes.
3: Yeah, the, we have to I, see I, what I, the I, Raiders I, are going to do this year. You know, they, mm. I mean, maybe he will be available. Mm-hmm. So I, know I know it's a little
0: premature a to start. To, it's a little premature to start talking about draft, but uh, because we were talking about uh, Cole Komet, we kind of transitioned into while I was looking up this receiver, I was trying to find. His name is Johnny Wilson from Florida State. He's six foot seven, 235 pounds, and he runs like a four something yeah. forty. Yeah, he's something that I think maybe the Bears could be uh, looking, could actually not looking to, but a, a player that they could transform into that tight end that we were talking about when we were talking about Cole Komet and looking for another tight end to add to this group. Six foot seven, two hundred and thirty-five pound wide receiver that's fast as fuck out of Florida State. That could be something that you could look at that.
2: I had a I don't know if he's in this chat. I don't think he is, but a guy named Cornelius Squalls said to me, he asked me had I studied Darnell Washington from uh Georgia. And I told him I have I've seen video, but I haven't studied studied him. And I see him as a blocker that has a whole lot of upside in the ability to be able to be a receiver and a, and a pass catching uh, tight end. Would I, cause, cause they're trying to, I guess the mocks, he said is mock drafts. This dude kept coming up in the first round. I don't see that. I definitely don't see that him being gone in the first round, maybe second or third, maybe I, I no. I don't. I don't know if you guys even know who I'm talking about. Big six seven, damn near three hundred pound six, tight end from Georgia. Six, six seven two hundred
0: and seventy pounds. Yeah, he's a big I'm trying motherfucker. to Find um, he's a, he's a big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have on him. I, I I can give you this. That's him.
2: Huge man. He's, he's a number monster.
0: zero. There you go.
2: He's an absolute monster, man. Wow. Won the genetic lottery by a lot.
0: See, this is going to be such a fun offseason. Look at that six foot seven, 270
2: pounds. Wow, he's a load man! He and he absolutely just crushes people. You're talking about a physical blocker. This dude is everything you want and some if that's what you're looking for. As as far as that goes, I have another really.
0: I see a really interesting question here in chat. Kitty, pull that one up it's from Stiff Stefan Stif Stephen. Jesus Steven. Christ! Can you please can you please pronounce your name correctly for us? Is it St- is it Stephen? Is it Stefan? Is it Stefan? Stephen me. Stephen me. Nomad, would you kiss Monty on the mouth or commit on a taint? <laughs> he's
2: trying to say tank. No, taint. he's saying be, tank.
0: no honest.
2: I do, <laughs> do it if you give me your
3: asshole and his balls.
2: I do it if you give me your lips, Stephen. I'll do it.
3: If, if you're talking shorty, <laughs> it's about this big.
2: Fold yeah. cheese. Thank you.
3: Yeah. So, so here's,
2: here's an interesting question, guy. Pain. Thank you, Cliff.
3: The pain. The pain. Thank you.
2: If, if you had a choice to sign that monster that shorty just had on the screen and you could part with Cole Komet, would you consider that?
0: Wait, say that no, again. I, I just see don't see how quick you
2: guys see how you guys pause. You you No, really I missed the, the
0: question cuz I was reading the comments. Uh, say that again.
2: If you had if you had the opportunity to sign Cole Commit or the opportunity to draft this guy in the say third round, fourth round, whatever, would you would you take that opportunity and not sign Cole Commit?
0: No, I would still kind of sign Cole Commit. I would yeah, draft this that's kid.
2: That's fan, that's fanboy shit. I'm just telling you.
0: No, it's not. No, no. But well, we still have one of Cole Co- Komet, So no, no, it... if we can draft that sorry, someone sorry. like that this year, and then and have Comet, I'll let you talk next, Chris. And then have Comet. Sorry, sorry, develop no. that kid, and then we can talk about that in a year from now. We can have the discussion. But for right now, Cole Comet, man, I would like, you know, I would have his babies if I could right now. He's like the best tight end I've had that we I've had that we've had since fucking uh, Greg Olson, who we. Traded away for nothing for no reason. Go ahead, Chris.
4: I mean, I mean, I'd definitely keep Cole Komet because he's pro- he's proven that he's done it. You know, this this kid, all right, he might be a wonderful size and all that, but he's still a rookie. You know, and uh, Cole Komet's oh, hes just improving all the time. So, ideally, I'd like to have both. In an ideal world, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, trade uh, Cole Komet and, and and draft this guy as a replacement. No, not not very moment in time, anyway.
3: Yep, I, I agree with Chris and uh, Shorty. You know, I, I want Komet on the team. And Shorty mentioned Greg Olson. That's exactly what I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking you'll let Komet go now, and you might be letting the next Greg Olson go.
2: No, he, he's nowhere near Kiddy. as fluid as Greg Olson. That's, that's, they're like night and day as far, no. as, far as their fluidity, man. Cole Komet is You're right way, about that. way stiffer he is more, than Greg Olson, man.
0: Yeah, much Greg more Olson stiff. is different. But he gets the job. Done. Kitty, come on. Yeah. Kitty, give us, tell us what you think about Cole Comet, Kitty. Come on.
5: I am a huge fan of him. I think he's going to be a huge star. He's going to be with us for the next 10, 12 years. He's Brian Urlacher, but for the offense. Like now, You know what I mean, though? Like He's going to be a bear. That's what I mean by that. He is a mm. bear.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And he's good looking, yes. But that's See, I why. knew
2: that was coming. <laughs> Kid is crushing on that <laughs> motherfucker.
5: She's for as well. <laughs> she's, she's crushing that. But he got and I, and I can't say anything after. He's got good hands. You guys are gonna jump <laughs> to something else.
2: He got good hands, all right.
5: <laughs> but he is he's going to take this team forward, and you can keep him with Justin. And then I I now I don't know, Claypool. I'm yeah. You know, stock market, right? It's kind of the stock market there, but I feel like Every time I see a commit on the field with Justin, I'm like, is he going to commit? And boom, honey, does he not? I call yeah. it almost no, every time. Okay. And it's a big play,
2: Kitty, that's, I, that's I, mine. Kitty, I got a quick question. Mm-hmm. Just act like Shorty couldn't see, hear, and had <laughs> no chance at all of finding out what you did. Would you cheat on him? With no. Cole with Cole Commit. God, no. With no. Cole commit. you wouldn't even kiss him.
5: No, I've actually been asked out by a, a first baseman for the White Sox. Wow! <laughs> and I turned him down because I had a boyfriend.
3: Well, my wife, my know. wife, my oh. wife would have dumped me for Walter Payton in a second.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Dude, uh, listen, guys, Colt Komet could be here, kid. That's why. <laughs>
2: Omar Barbieros, but Bar- Bar- Barrios is telling me. Oh, yeah, Martellus Bennett. Now, he, now that's the versatility. That's the kind of versatility we, we're looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: kind of somebody with swivel hips and can really shake and, and, and move and groove a little bit. He was the right guy. He was. We just had the wrong fucking situation for him. Mm-hmm. He was definitely the right. That's the kind of guy we're looking for.
3: Yeah. But look at the rest of the needs on the team. Let's fill some of them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got one more year with Comet, so
0: let's build that chemistry and see where it goes. And we'll develop. We'll talk about that when it when it happens, right? So for
2: the record, I <laughs> cheat on I cheat on your ass with Cole Komet.
0: <laughs> <That's, laughs> you know, you know, he he reminds me of. He looks like um um oh god damn it, Kitty, who is it? The guy the the guy from um that seventies show. Uh, oh, god damn it. what's his name? Uh. Aston Kutcher, thank you, Aston Kutcher. like yep. oh, Aston yeah, Kutcher. Yeah yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a best spot as well, not it? It is, it's, yeah. Even two better. kind of yeah.
2: people in the world I don't trust: people whose eyebrows connect, and people who don't have a neck. I don't trust them,
3: motherfuckers. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you know got. I got to. I got to interject <laughs> here. That that Greg Olson, watching him uh, broadcast now.
4: He's sort of dorky looking. Who? Greg oh, Greg Olson.
3: Oh, yeah, he's broadcasting yeah. now. He's got the big do, blonde hair, and
4: I do. I do look. like him now. I think he's. I think he's done a good job as a a broadcaster.
2: He's a great
3: broadcaster. He just yeah. looks sort of dorky.
4: Square,
2: but he's
3: square looking. Yes,
0: yes. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: He, he's square as hell. I see every four corners on that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> no man. I was when I was watching the. They were talking. <laughs> Whatever movie it is, Fox, when uh, whoever Sean Payton is on, and uh, uh, Fox, yeah, Fox, yeah, uh, Terry Bradshaw, and all those guys, and uh, Sean Payton, <laughs> they were asking about like what team he's gonna go to the next, you know, as an the, the next head coach, and he was talking about, oh, the management <laughs> stuff. The whole time he's talking, I'm realizing I see no neck on him. <laughs> Who? Sean Who's Payton, done? he has oh. Sean Payton, he has no fucking neck. <laughs> He's, yeah, like
1: talking
0: like this. he's like this. He's like, yeah, it's like this. It's like yeah, well, for me it all yeah, comes down shoulders. to the ownership and the manager the management as well. It's not just, you know, with the players on the team or the quarterback, but it's also the ownership.
1: <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> he's doing this and this and, that,
0: and talking to guys, I'm like
1: It's always thumbs as well. Me? We we had a dude on
2: our we had a dude on our team, man. We had a fullback on our team. We used to call that motherfucker headquarters. Because he, he had no neck at all, man. He just was a, a fire hydrant, man. He was built like Barney Rubble and shit, man. Just thick. He was the same width all the way down from his neck all the way down to his feet.
1: Oh God.
0: No. Now did you wait, Stephen May Stephen May gargled someone's balls? <laughs> What's going on over here in the chat? Oh my god, this show is f-
3: fucking hilarious. It's deteriorating quickly. Yes. Can you imagine no, hey, this hey, is not this? is fucking motherfucker
2: that looks like Barney yeah. Rebel, man. I've seen that in real life. <laughs> Damn, somebody just said no. Jordan just went up 66 to 7. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. They, that's one of them, you know. You get that that meme out of uh, Rocky Three. Throw in the
0: damn towel. Yeah, <laughs> throw in the towel. <laughs> the Y'all know what I'm flag? talking about. Yeah, slaughter yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah. where's the slaughter rule, man? We That's give awesome.
2: up. That's the kind of shit. It's like when you're playing Madden or like
0: you get the little blip on the screen. Do you want to quit? You're like, yeah.
3: <laughs> to <The coaches laughs> end up
2: in a fight in the middle of the field for shit like that. <laughs>
3: Shorty, you mentioned mentioned Terry Bradshaw. You know the Bears uh, were a coin flip away from having him as their quarterback?
0: Of course I fucking know that. But do you think he would have done shit on the Bears? I mean, he would have done shit on the Bears. Terry Bradshaw. When Terry Bradshaw joined the Pittsburgh Steelers, he fucking sucked in the first three, four seasons on that team. It only took his own moxie plus the rest of the building of that team with the same head coach for like 30 fucking years in the middle of it to build that team though. If you would have come to the bears, I don't think he would have done shit. Just like, I don't yeah, think but- if, if, the bears would have somehow, I'll let you talk next, Chris, if the bears would have somehow about- fucking pulled the trigger and got my homes, I don't think that would have worked either. It's just, I think it's a lot of it has to do with the fit of the offense. You're going into the ownership, the, the, the coaching staff and whatnot. Go ahead. Chris,
4: I was just going to say though, if, if 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 they'd had a drafted Bradshaw, that means you'd have had Bradshaw and Walter Payton on the same on the same team. So could have been a good could have been a good uh, you know could have worked out pretty nicely if you ask me, because you know Walter Payton had to do everything for that team in the in the seventies. So I, if we had I like agree. a half decent quarterback. It could have worked but, out.
0: But, but but Bradshaw sucked in his first few yeah. three four years in the league, and it. it what what made Bradshaw? Bradshaw was it himself or was it the coaching staff and the team that was built around him that made that? Would that have happened with the Bears? I mean, it's hard to speculate what ifs. It's like, what if Michael Jordan wasn't drafted to the Bulls? Would he have been Michael Jordan on you know, without Scottie Pippen, without Dennis Rodman? Yeah, he, he would.
3: Jordan would have been fantastic anywhere. Generation. He would have been, player. but
0: but he but he couldn't get past. Listen. I love Michael Jordan, okay? I watch every single one of his games. I grew up there. But, you know, if he wasn't uh, – if he got drafted by the Clippers, you're like, would he, would he have been Michael Jordan? Would he have, would he have a- been able to win all those championships is what I mean. It, it just takes the right surrounding to be – to, to make things perfect, you know, to make Tom Brady what Tom Brady is. Is Tom Brady on the Bears what Tom Brady is? Is any team – is any player what they are? on 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 another team if it takes all the perfect situations and that's yeah. what all of our fear has kind of been i'll let you talk in a, in a second one of all of our fears kind of been with the bears is getting the fucking perfect storm together with the coaching staff mm-hmm. and this and you know the quarterback and the defense and when it all comes together it's a perfect storm and those are the teams that make the championships and the ones that
3: sustain it are the ones that make the dynasties go ahead ah. I was going to say, I was going to say exactly that. That when you put together the right chemistry, the right players, that's when you get those championships. And I think the Bears are heading in that direction right now. What you were saying, I was thinking, well, that's the Bears. That's the Bears. This is what we're going to see. Sorry, no
2: No, go ahead, finish, man.
3: Uh, that's it. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going. to – If you got more to say, go ahead, because I'm going in a completely different direction than what this conversation is. I well, just do you have to, anything to
4: add to that, Chris? Uh, not really, no. All
2: right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, no, man. Fucking fire away, buddy. I just want to, I just want to throw a curveball into the pitch count, right quick, and I just want to give you guys some behind the scenes conversations we had. With producing this show for uh, the barroom, bear, so- bear their souls. And I just want to see a one. If you have any interest in what I'm about to say, we were talking to Aldo, and Shorty knows what I'm talking about. Talking to him about, I like, like I love the, the old fights, the old boxing matches from the 70s, 80, even further back than the 70s. I love those Ali fights. Love those sugar ray leonard fights, those hagler, those Hearns, all those great fights. I mean, it was a bonanza back in those days for fights. I see them all on video. And I was telling Aldo, I was telling him, man, I think there's gold in that. I think people would tune in like a motherfucker to watch us cover this and give our input and take their input and put it. I think it's a gold mine. If you agree with me, if you agree with me, put just put a one up there. Put a number one
0: up there. If you, you got don't, a one from a Adam three. Dobbs. So <clears throat> I got a one. You're already up one, Nomad. Gotcha. Sinamdi says Hagler earns Ron one. Ha- Hagler earns Ron one with bonkers. So that sounds like a one. I mean, these are just like things we're talking about doing. So for anyone, there's a lot of people in chat now and watching. So uh, this is the, the final episode of Bears Country Podcast. So for anyone that does not know, Bears Country Podcast is its own entity. I started it in the, the day before training camp and I brought Nomad on. He became our my co-host. And then no uh, Aldo asked us to come on to the Barum Network. And then it it was it just so happened to be the first game of the of the the, the first Monday after the first game of the season. And at that point, there was some stuff going on in Nomad's life, and he couldn't quite, you know, uh, join up to that. And so we kind of transpired with uh, Dan and Cliff, and we had the Cliff Notes and all that. And then as we kind of got into the season, Nomad was more able to be more involved in the show. So he came along, and now we're, we've come back together. And we kind of—that's when we kind of got rid of the cliff notes at the end of the Bears Country podcast section. Kind of brought Nomad back on, and it, it just so happened that this amazing opportunity happened. That Aldo is—you know—he's in his fucking sixties, and he wants to do more production. He wants to do more behind-the-scenes stuff. He wants to spend more time with his wife. He wants to, you know, spend time with his family, his grandchildren. So. We we're gonna come along and be a part of that to to take some of that and listen. Everyone out there that thinks that Dan and Eldo is going away—that's not. It's just becoming bare their souls, and then Nomad and I are going to come in and we're going to kind of take up some of that.
3: It's freezing up.
2: He's frozen all the way up. Yep. So what well, do you, you want to.
3: You want to take he, over for him, no man, on what yeah. he's going to be doing.
2: What he's what he's trying to say is, Dan and Aldo bear their souls. That aspect of that show ain't going nowhere. That aspect has gone nowhere, and it won't yeah, go anywhere. And what he's we're saying back. is, all yeah, we're, we're doing, all we're doing is coming in to exemplify it all. Just right. bring us I some, lost my
1: feet, sorry. Bring
2: yeah. some couple, we, we're a couple of different pieces of spices. You got, you got spices in your spice right? We're just adding a little mm-hmm. bit to it.
0: I don't so. know where I lost you, but my point was that is that, you know, Aldo needs some time to 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 himself and his family. So we're going to kind of mesh together, and we're going to create this new show called Bear Their Souls. And then when Eldo needs to go take some, some time with his family or to go do some production stuff, like he's going to do the East-West Shrine game, we're going to be there to, I'm going to be there to host the show because Nomad doesn't have a face and neither does Dan. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to be the host of the show. So whether you like me or not, I'm part of the fucking show now. So we're going to, we're going to kind of mesh this together. We're going to make it a great fucking show, bear their souls on Tuesday nights. And it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Aldo's not going anywhere. Trust
1: mm-hmm.
0: me. Eventually, when Aldo gets, too old and he wants to go somewhere it's on his own accord but it's not it's not going to be like something that's happening right away so anyone that's in fear of that please do not fear that it's still the dan and eldo show it's just involving us more in like a mesh concept to make the show like more uh, to give it to give more uh variety to the show so in moments when there is other moments where the one or the other two can't be there, it's still there.
2: What it's what an you important gonna, show
0: to the network.
2: What you're gonna see, oh it's, it's what you're gonna see is the same type of flavor, but and you're gonna see a little bit of us, you know, trying to trying to work out, you know, just trying to make sure we're not all over each other and just all our different opinions and different personalities, over time you'll 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 learn to enjoy that as much as you did Dan and Aldo. It just takes time. New things people don't gravitate towards so quickly. But in right. time you'll you'll get to
0: it.
3: That's why we're trying I mean, to I mean, mesh
0: I, this together.
3: Yeah. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Thank you, Omar.
4: I mean, I, I, mean, I personally think it's gonna work brilliantly because you know know about no about matter, no matter the Mr. Short, you've you've been on their show before and it just it just gelled you know straight away. Like, like 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 tonight's show. I mean, I just came on, bang, you know, twenty minutes in, and we all just gel because we're all Bears fans and we're all good good people with high high character. And it's just going to be a blast, man. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good show. And like like Nomad said, you know, you're going to bring things in what maybe Aldo do not thought about doing or saying or or Dan Dan Aguai. So you know, it's going to be really good. And I want do not worry about it, boys. I think you'll just you'll know, slot in. You'll have a great time. You'll entertain us. You'll inform us. And uh, hats off to you, man. I think it's brilliant.
3: Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that, man. And and I agree. I won't, I, w- I won't be concerned or worry about it. Just do it, you know? I mean, yeah. people are going to like you guys. They've, they've liked this show. They're going to like you on uh, Bear Your Souls just as much. So I won't mm-hmm. worry. You guys are worrying too much. Just relax and do the show and it's going to be good.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, you guys just do you know, what you like, do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the thing. It's one of those things where it's about a respect thing because the, you know, these guys have had an established three years of putting out a brand of a show and you just trying to make sure you don't fuck it up. is what, what the ba- <laughs> basically is what it is. <laughs> and I got confidence in myself. I know he's got confidence in himself. I know that we're going to bring great shit to the show. I'm just, this is basically just priming people to get ready for what they're going to see.
0: Listen, uh, a few years ago, Kitty bought me a microphone and I opened it for, for Christmas slash my birthday. And I was like, what is this? And she's like, it's free to make a, a bears podcast. I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? And <laughs> years later, I, I was, I, was working and I was like, I want to like find some bear stuff to, cause I work from home. So I'm like, I want to find some bear stuff to watch while I'm, while I'm working. And I came across Dan and Aldo and it, it was my, f- it, it be- became my absolute favorite fucking podcast of all time for the bears. I don't give a fuck about anyone else, but Dan and Aldo, as long as I watch every one of those, I thought if I could just be, I just wish I could be one of their friends, like to talk football with them, like talk bears with them and, it's just amazing that I'm sitting here, humbled that tomorrow night we're going to be doing our very first show with I almost want to start crying because, seriously, Don't it's. i be um,
2: crying and shit, man.
0: I, I want. I almost <laughs> do. I'm holding back, man, because uh, tomorrow night's gonna to be a very special night for myself, and I know you. You too, Nomad, because you know when we when we were doing the Bears Country stuff, and you know, we we talked all about the bar room and I, your affinity for the bar room was you know so prominent in those conversations and uh, just to be here uh it's, ha, i'm good so i just want to say fucking thank you to everyone for supporting us and thank you to aldo and to dan and thank you to nomad and thank you to everyone cliff thank you to chris thank you to kitty for making all this happen i just love all of you so much
2: Thank you. Well, we'll
3: be there. Can... We'll be Good there in chat You start tomorrow.
2: crying because I heard Kitty I'm... in the background preparing a sock full of nickels.
3: Time <laughs> <laughs> to get him off there. He can't do it anymore. I heard, Whack. I heard uh...
2: the coins
4: dropping in there, motherfucker. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> I'll be,
3: looking...
1: of... be looking
4: forward to. I'll be looking forward to Wednesday morning. I'll be looking forward to Wednesday morning when I get up, and I'll be, I'll be having my cup of tea. And my crumpets, and I'll be watching you boys on a Wednesday, on Wednesday morning. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, just I mean, I only even build it up. I mean, I mean, before I did the the barfly tailgate show, I never even first anybody on a phone, I've never done anything like that. And I, you know, and it's just like I think you know, uh, costing up the network you know, and most on this show as well, it's easy because. You know, I, I enjoy the comp- I enjoy the social aspect just as much as talking about the bears, you know. What I mean, I enjoy getting to know you guys and having a laugh and talk and, and also talking about the bears and just relax, man, somebody. It's gonna be a blast and, and I can't wait to watch it.
0: Thank you, my guy. And Chris, you know that you are you have a spot on Bears Country P- productions now. So make sure you guys check that out because you know, Bears Country Podcast has Transformed into Bears Country Productions now, as I've said before, and Chris is a part of that, and so is Cliff. and We're going to be doing some stuff on there that's going to be and Nomad as well. No, we're going to some stuff on there. You're paying, no, fuck, fuck I
2: mean, Nomad. I mean, so Chris and Cliff, 000, yeah, we're all six. getting
3: paid, yeah, yeah, that's I why I didn't $5, say $5. you pay
2: hey, Nomad. That's the next meme.
3: <laughs> we're in <moving laughs> <on laughs> the
0: so we'll have some of this stuff on there too as well. So, uh, <laughs> just make sure you. Make sure you. If you like this content, we'll have some additional stuff on there as well. That's kind of Barum centric, but uh, Tuesday nights is going to be the fucking show. I'm I'm so excited. No man, it's going to be amazing, guys. Let's wrap this shit up. It's going on three hours and twenty three seconds. What are your last thoughts on? What do you want to say? I'm going to start with you, Chris. Uh, wow. Last
4: thoughts is. I'm glad this season's finished because it'll get, look, every game would turn into one big long grey you know, losing streak, you know. And you know it was so hard to sort of get it, you know, to sort of. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a journalist, but to sort of talk, you know, be a pundit about it. Uh, I'm just really, it's like Nomad said earlier on. I, I'm really like optimistic about the future for the Bears, uh, and I hope I hope Paul's with all this big gamble he's done this year that it pays off. Um, but also, yeah, obviously, uh, it's just been... Uh, uh, Dan, thanks for letting us come on tonight, firstly, but it's just been awesome just to chat to you guys, man, again. And I wish I wish uh, yourself and Nomad you know, a great show tomorrow, and I can't wait to watch it. And I can't wait to see what Cliff does in the future as well on this channel. And I hope I have a chance to, uh, you know, uh, get on with Cliff again, because Cliff, you're just an awesome dude, mate. And... Uh, yeah, just bear down, man. Let, let's all hope that. We, you know, this is a corner we're going to turn and it's going to lead us up to something where we all want this club to go. We all deserve it as well because every every base that I've met have all been great people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just good luck for tomorrow night, boys. And uh, I can't wait to
0: watch your show. My
2: Thank you, man, Chris. Chris. I appreciate you, man, so much.
0: Thank you. Cliff? Cliff, man, okay. my man. I'm go like... ahead, man. Hey, Give me your speech cool. here, buddy.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to reality in the Bears press conferences. I can't watch them <laughs> recently because they're full of so much BS. You see one thing that you know is truth. They're telling you it's not. So let's see reality again the way we had it at the start of the year. And then let's see this off season. I am really looking forward to this offseason more than any offseason I can remember, even going back to 85. So I'm looking forward to that. And I want to see what's happening tomorrow with you guys on Bear Your Soul. So I'm definitely going to be in chat tuning into that one. So I can't wait to see you guys. Thank you, man. Nomad, my man.
2: You guys, man, I, I, I'm sincere as fuck when I tell you this. When I look at this chat, I get so grateful just because you're here. You're here this long. You're here for three hours and something. And that tells me a whole lot. Now, Nomad is, a, is, is all kinds of things. He's any fucking thing you need him to be. But you can best believe when it gets down to it and we start talking bears, you can best believe I'm behind the scenes working my black behind off, trying to make sure I come correct when I talk about a player or a situation or, or this team. Best believe I'm doing my homework and I'm standing on something. And I aim to bring that to the bar room and to bear their souls, plus a whole lot more crazy, outrageous ass shit you're hearing tonight. This ain't nothing. There's a whole lot more coming. Trust me. When you get there, you're gonna be pleased. Just give it time,
0: guys. I want to say that you know I love you all, man. Chris or Cliff, you know, you were on the very first Barum Network. Bears Country Podcast. Much love to you, my brother. Chris, you were on one of the very first Bears Country yeah. podcasts ever on our channel, and no, Nomad. I mean, you know that. You know my love for you, brother. You were on the second. You know, moving forward. In fact, I think you were on this. You were on the first one, and then Chris was on the second one on Bears Country Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say, you know, I love all you guys. It's been uh, it's been a blast, and uh, all my love to the Barham Network and to you know Aldo for the opportunity to give our expo- our exposure from Bears Country podcast on this network with all of these amazing fans and uh, all of these amazing fans in chat. JTK, you've been you've joined us. You know, I love uh, you too. I love you too,
2: JTK. You too, brother
0: there's been a lot of people in in the chat that have joined us over, over the last you know uh, since July 25th and um, it's just been a, it's been a pleasure even the fucking jordan silvera man love you too jordan for you know everything that you've done for the contribution to Barham network as well as verticle country podcast and I've helped you as well so you know it's it's been a blast so and, and to my lovely
3: wife kitty i love you baby
0: so <laughs> There is still a lot to come on Bears Country Productions, which is still our own channel. There's going to be more of Cliff. There's going to be more of Chris. And there's going to be more of Nomad. And please make sure that you check out the Chris Watts GoFundMe page because we're trying (laughs) to get his blokey ass to Soldier Field, see a fucking game in real time in the Bears Stadium. And even if it's not yeah. soldier fit, well, the goal is by twenty twenty three. So let's try to make that happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. So
2: it will gonna be gonna awesome. Him, we're gonna get him a dick enhancer so he can handle them fat bitches
0: better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll put the link in the description to this episode, and uh, I just want to say thank you to all you very, very much for everything that you've done. Uh, Bears Country Podcast has been awesome. Stay tuned tomorrow night for the new Bear Their Souls with Nomad myself. And of course, Dan and Aldo and Tucci. Tucci's the man. Without Tucci, it would not happen. So we love everyone here, and we're gonna give a one last fucking bears on a one, two, three. Ready, guys? Because this is the last one. Make it a good one. One, one, two, three. Bear. Peace, and love, motherfuckers. <laughs>